probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hood, and joining me once more in a cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And funny story, actually, at the post office the other day, person's gone up to pick up a package, he gives their name, guy behind the counter says, Ray who? This person says, Ray Blywalker. (laughs) People, he added a story for emphasis on the Bly pun. I mean, mean, can we get a clap over here, Matty boy, you, you filthy naughty boy. How on earth are you? I am very good, mate. I've been looking forward to this show. Uh, but that aside, yeah, good weekend, mate. Uh, nice day today. Looking forward to chatting some Star Wars. Feeling pumped up for this, mate. How about you? Mate, you, you say you say you're excited for this show. Why on earth are you excited for this spicy show, mate? Tell them. Well, Tell feeling them. The bo- I think the, the, feeling the bones creaking a little bit. Feeling a bit like we've just hit maybe 50 episodes. Ooh. Yeah, we have, you naughty lot. And to celebrate our 50th show, which wouldn't be possible without you, our amazing galactic listeners from all around the world. Without you guys, we wouldn't have this. So to celebrate, we are doing an extra special spicy Q&A. We got questions. But yeah, no, 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 no. You have questions. We got some answers and we're going to try our best to go through all of them we got sent in a lot of stuff a lot of voice messages a lot of emails a lot of stuff on instagram twitter the lot so mate i, I am buzzing for this matty boy I, i'm assuming you are mate i can't wait for this it's like you said if it wasn't for those people of the ears who listen it would just be me and you talking to each other over the internet once a week so uh to be able to get everyone to join in and and be part of it is it's what it's all about it's pretty special um, we haven't done a question show since May the 22nd last, 22nd last wow. year. Episode 14, that was. So 36 shows later. Um, I don't know if we've got any better at answering questions or not, but shall we find out, mate? Let's see. And, and, and obviously, before we proceed, this week is a little different. And because it's a little bit different, because we're celebrating the 50th show, there's not going to be a news round, which we've introduced. There's not going to be a game. There's not going to be a poem. We're just sticking to the Q&A. Yep, for one long bantina. Oh, mate, it's going to be filth. <laughs> right, well, first, firstly, before we get into it, 49 shows ago, did you ever think, oh, we're going to be doing 50 shows in 2020? Nope. Nope, same nope. here. Not, not because I don't think it's any good, but you just don't think that far ahead. Bro, since like our show in, I think it was... God, I, can't even remember I think it was like March. I think it was like March, April 2019. We have, n- we, we have, apart from including the Star Wars Sessions Extra shows, mm-hmm. there has not been a week where we haven't uploaded. I think you're right, mate. I honestly think you are. There's been, a, yeah. there's been extra shows or something out there. 
which is sweet because it, you know, and again, it's because we have fun doing this. We're not, we're not, we don't have some crazy like motive for this. We just, we love talking about Star Wars and it's amazing that we have listeners and basically more than listeners, a community and a little online family, really. So that is, that is ace, guys. So thank you so much. Yep, I can't argue with that and I can't agree with that anymore. Good, a good bunch of online buddies who just want to shoot the breeze of us every week and that's all we want to do is have fun shoot the breeze and if it ever stops becoming fun then what's the point but i can't ever see that happening because it's star wars and it's luke bligh what more could you guys want out there so that's mate mate it's matt hudson it's your boy huddy your boy huddy like i mean what 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 would what would we do what would i do without hudson i don't know i don't know Uh, but matty boy i not answer that yeah (laughs) matty boy should, should we just get stuck in Let's do it. We're going to start with the questions we received from our patrons first, and then we're going to smash in with the avalanche of listener questions we got. Yeah, absolutely. So up first, we're going to start things off with a cheeky little voice message from none other than Katie. (laughs) What's going on, guys? So happy 50th. Guys, what an epic milestone to hit. Uh, I got no questions for you. This is more of a a message of appreciation and congratulations. This is one of, if not the spiciest podcast around. And the execution, that's right, drink up, uh, of your podcast uh, is so good. Trying to get all your shows memes in one sentence is pretty tough. (laughs) The chemistry and banter between you guys and the community is great and so infectious. I love that you find different topics to talk about every week and you always, always find a way to include your community, which is one of the things that drew me to your podcast and made me basically fall in love with you guys. It was great. So yeah, so well done, guys. Let's see if in 2020 we can have the first sessions meet up because that'd be great. And finally get that cheeky Nando's for the lads, even though I'm not a lad, but hey. Uh, But not really, I don't much like Nando's. Don't hate me. Anyway, guys, congrats once again. Much love, and here's to the next 50. What a ledge. What a ledge. Next 50, guys. This is, that, that's the positivity we want. Thank you so much for sending that in, Katie. And I think that sets a real nice, spicy little tone for um for the rest of the show and I, and I love that she got all of the star wars sessions isms in there <laughs> yeah. i mean it, you know that is sweet that is sweet so good so good you're probably going to be hearing them quite a lot during the show so it's good to start them off yeah. as we mean to go on and yeah, yeah sessions much. meet up in 2020 we're getting a lot of people asking for that first one to ask for a cheeky nando's for the lads though i'm always up for a bit of chicken and i know luke is too uh, and on the community as we've just said we are just a couple of geezers talking uh, over the internet. So without that community, we would still be that. So it's you guys we have to thank. And I do mean that uh, sincerely as well. So Katie, thank you so much for your constant support and kind words there to kick us off with. Yeah, thanks, Katie. Um, we've got a question from Matthew Bell. He said, congratulations on your half century of shows. Thanks, mate. Keep up the brilliant work. Since you've been doing the show, I suspect you've mined the Star Wars canon more than you may have previously. What things, for good or bad, have surprised or startled you the most? So, obviously, doing research into the show or just being involved more, what things have I found out and Luke found out? Um, uh, part of the reason that Greedo wanted to kill Han Solo was because of a woman. It wasn't just because Jabba sent him to, but there's a woman that Han stole from him. Um, the Dianoga, Omi, uh, is Force-sensitive. Ilum being Starkiller 
was wicked, and mm. yeah, Captain or Moth Panaka was going to snitch on Leia to Palpatine because he recognised that it was Padme's daughter. Little things like that, I think, were, were pretty cool, for better or worse. Uh, that's a naughty little question, Matthew, and uh, I think Matt gave you some spicy little answers there. Um, oh, oh, what Start was that, to go on. What was that, you naughty this boy? This is Amstel tonight. Bro, hmm. I... Hmm. Bro, I've just got I have just got water, but may, maybe later on in a break in the show, I'll go grab <laughs> yeah, myself a when, can or something. Go grab grab a couple cans. <laughs> when I'm on a rant, you can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, okay. So Matthew, for me, I, I mean, you've asked about canon, so mm-hmm. I'm guessing the films count. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for me, that's like immediately what comes to mind for me. Um, one of the most shocking things for me, was um, something from The Rise of Skywalker. And um, don't hate on me for this, because I found it shocking. I'm, I'm still kind of digesting it, making my mind up on this. The Raylo kiss. Yeah, I can't lie yeah. to you. I cannot lie to you. And by definition, I felt a little startled by that. Okay. Do you know what okay. I mean? I was like, I'm, I am still to this day kind of taking that in, that whole kiss. Um but yeah, that that's definitely for, for me. That was definitely one of the biggest surprising moments in in the whole of canon. No, I can imagine we're going to talk about that for a couple of years to go, for the next fifty shows. So, uh, uh, you've, and you've mentioned that before. Forever, we're going to be talking about that bad boy kiss. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. And then obviously dies. Anyway, that's a whole different. That's a whole different kettle of fish. Um, right. Okay. So thank you so much, Matthew. Up next, we got Sean Hudson, patron, legend, lad, and um, family member to someone we know. I don't, don't know who. Um, Heard of him. He goes. Who, who knows? Who knows? He <laughs> goes. Hello, lad. Simple one from me. What has been your favourite episode and why? Thanks for the best podcast in the galaxy. My Wednesdays are now my favourite day. P.S. Beer soon? Yeah? Spice. Hashtag education. Education? Damn it. No. Execution. <laughs> Educate <laughs> yourself, boy. Education. <laughs> oh, Classic Glywalker. Um... Right. Okay. Um, my fate. I'm. I'm assuming he's talking about like our episodes, yeah, yeah, our yeah. shows. Yeah, our shows. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I can't help but keep thinking of um, we are what they grow beyond. The last yes. Jedi breakdown episode. I thought that was sweet. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that, and I like the way we broke up the segments for that one. Mm-hmm. You know that that was one of the standouts for me. I, I really enjoyed doing that one. What about you, boy? I'd like to do another one like that as well. If anyone's got any scenes they want broken down, we'll do it. Yeah, that one is on my list. I liked um, I liked when we did the Jar Jar Binks, the Jar Jar Inquiry, when we kind of broke down the character of Jar Jar, mm. why he, he, why people look at him like he does, what, what he means to people, and 20 years on or 15 years on, what's the impact of Jar Jar? Um the Rebels show, I liked going back and talking about Rebels. And do you know and also do you know what? Going way back to our speculation show when we when we got all the best and worst of the Rise of Skywalker theories from the internet and we just ran with that. I think that was one of the most fun shows. And all of our re- review shows, so like the original ones we did for the, the first th- three or four episodes, plus the Rise of Skywalker review, all that good stuff. Yeah, that was sweet. That is sweet. There's some good choices there, man. It's it's the whole experience that's so fun. Yeah. I, I I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I thoroughly enjoy when we record. It's it's good fun. But yeah, thank again, 
cracking question, Sean. You absolute king. And some of these are a bit like off Star Wars topic. They're kind of like in real universe. Yeah, you know, good. I, I kind of like that. We, we got, we got a real bit. mix, people. We got a real mix. You guys are in for a filthy treat. I'm telling you. Thank you so much, Sean. You're a legend. You're all right. I'll speak to you soon. Uh, we've got, uh, obviously, carrying on the Patreon theme, George Constantinou. I like this one. He listens to us. The question is, Luke, your top three canon Star Wars comic series. Matt, your top three canon Star Wars novels. So, Lukey boy, uh, George has addressed you for your top three canon comic series. Okay, how about uh, we take in turns? So, I do one, then you do one. You, go, you do one, I do one. Who talks yeah. first? You talk first, I talk first. You Obviously, go first, my- righty? Yeah, yeah. First one was actually it's it's not canon. Um, it's the Dark Horse Comics Empire line. Yeah, I know um, what you mean. Yeah, so they were made. I think they were made in the noughties, like mid noughties or something. Um, and that was actually the first um comic I ever bought was part of that line. And I remember the the cover to this day. It had like Han Solo, Chewie, and this like lady on these like playing cards, these sabbat cards on a, like a green cover. And that was the first Star Wars comic I I ever bought. And I did not know there were Star Wars comics. Yeah, so for me, it was like a massive deal. Um, so I have I have a little soft spot for that line. But yeah, Dark Horse Comics, uh, Star Wars Empire line was sweet. Sweet, good shout. Um, number three for me would be Aftermath, Empire's End. We're talking about books. Uh, Empire's End was thrilling. But the first Aftermath was a bit wishy-washy, a bit woo, a bit wee. Second one was very good. Empire's End was awesome. Got to know the characters got to know the situation. The interludes around the galaxy were great. And we got the the Battle of Jakku like, on the front line. And it was so brilliantly written that my heart was pounding during it. Because it literally felt like you were in the battle. If you've played Battlefront 2, the campaign, it was like that. It's like everything whizzing around and it's mental. But uh, Wendy came in for some criticism. But Aftermath Empire's End was an excellent, excellent way to end off a trilogy. Nice, nice choice, man. Um, my second Star Wars comic um, would be the Kanan series. Both mm-hmm. both of them. There, I think there was eight issues in total. Um, I loved like seeing the the merging of the periods because one of the lines. I think there was four comics that was set during kind of like prequel era, where Kanan's a young lad, and then and then um, four during the original era, like the Rebels era. And I found that just amazing. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was at the same time Rebels was coming out. So I was really invested in the show. Um, and yeah, it was spicy, mate. What else can I say? What else can I say? I like, like how you called him a young lad. As if I could imagine if, in, if Star Wars, I went younglings. So <laughs> they were just young lads. Mm. He, he killed young lads. Yeah. Yes. Even the young lads. That's Master it. Skywalker, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> Master Blywalker, what are we going to do? <laughs> You've got, you've you going down <laughs> exactly with that hair no chance um <laughs> number two for me was bloodline by claudia gray uh set six years before the force awakens it's princess leia or sorry general leia uh in politics the populists and the centrists um one one side secretly supports the first order the other side part of it secretly ends up becoming the resistance and in it mm. princess leia's heritage of obviously being vader's daughter is revealed for the first time and you get some great callbacks to the prequel era and characters as well it's a fantastically written book and it shows that politics in star wars can be done right when written well may that's a spicy little number that's a good choice again mate you're, you're, you're killing it and and the way you explain it is really really spicy um my final Thanks, um comic series was probably the the original 
uh, well, I say original like it's ancient. Uh, I don't mm. mean it's uh, the first uh, Marvel uh, Vader comic book line um of of the new canon i absolutely love that and i i I, as you guys might know um i feel like they could have stopped the vader lines kind of around then maybe gone for another few issues instead of what are we up to now like six vader series there's so many and there's more to come uh yeah yep so there's that uh, but no, for the, for the time being, the original Vader um, was was incredible. I think that was Charles Soule, wasn't it? Who did? Yeah, that? it was. Yeah, that bad boy. That was that was sweet. Um, and Mayboy, your your last pick. Uh, my last one, my number one is Lost Stars. I've said that before, and I shall say it again. Lost Stars by again by Claudia Gray. Span it spanned all three trilogies. Uh, the characters um, Blyanna Ree and Thane Blyrell are excellent. Uh, again, ends with the Battle of Jakku. And it's just a great book. There's two, two lovers on either side of the war. Sounds corny. It is so well written. Anyone who hasn't read that or wants to get into Star Wars books, read Lost Stars. Ignore the young adult thing. It's got. It's not YA. It's excellent. So Lost Stars. If you haven't read it, Luke, read it. Ah, you naughty boy. <laughs> you naughty boy. It's on the list. It's on the list. It's on the list. Um, But yeah, great, great cheeky little question, George. Again, Legend, local legend, I believe, is an Essex local boy. Local boy, huh? Essex boy, Essex boy, huh? Local boy, huh? Um, yeah, thank <laughs> you is. so much for sending that in, George. You naughty, spicy legend. Um, up next, people, you know him, you love him. In fact, we're gonna hear from him. It's none other than Luke Summerfield, the King of Wales. Let's hear him. <laughs> it's a bright, sunny day on Alderaan. You sense through the force that you should make the most of the last few hours. What would you choose as your last meal, drink, movie, and final song? Thank you for all the weekly banter and the amazing community you've built. Palpatine loves a Star Wars session. What a lad. We all know... Luke Summerfield loves a good Star Wars session. Session. What a lad. <laughs> what a king. Um, right. Okay. So that's a naughty little question you got there for us, Lukey boy. Welsh Lukey boy. <laughs> um, right. Last meal. I'm split, mate. I'm split. My heart is split and I don't know what to do. I and, found it hard as well. Bro, bro. I'm between a curry. Yeah. <laughs> Or a traditional English roast roast dinner. I'm oh, split between shout. one of them bad boys. Ooh. And if it's a curry, let me lay down some beats for you. Yeah, like what what is What's what goes ruby? into a Lukey Bly curry? Yeah, I love spicy food, but I'm not allowed hot 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 food because mm-hmm. I've got yep. Crohn's disease. Hashtag Crohn's life. Um, but I can still have like a lot. I can still have flavour, right? So yeah, I yeah. have a chicken tikka bolti, oh. chicken tikka bolti with yes. pilau rice naan bread we're talking about papa doms at the start dipping them bad boys into that like chutney and like you, do you know what i mean like that mate. that stuff and like the onions on it like those indian sauces mate this is like dream bro on the side of that like a lager yeah which <laughs> yeah. Ain't, which are my usual tipple yeah if Close i'm going to the though. pub if i'm going to a pub usually before i have a lager like during the world cup mate i was drinking mostly london pride i was drinking like ales and that I'm 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 not, I'm not a big 
fan of lager, mm-hmm. but with a curry, yeah, a lager might make a bit more sense. It works, I'm, doesn't it? Look, I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. For film, if I'm going out, I'm going out with a bang. I'm going to go out with Return of the Jedi. Yeah? <laughs> I'm going to go out with the Victory Celebration song. Yes. And, and that also covers the song bit. I mean, it probably wouldn't be that. Oh, It'd probably be like Puccini or like Pink Floyd or Blinkin, I don't know, Blink-182 or something. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, like that's, that's, that, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling. But their roast dinner's really good too, like that traditional English grub, smothered in gravy, roast chicken ting. What about you, Matty boy? Oh, mate. <laughs> so, Bright Sunny Day, I couldn't think, but like you with the, with the meal, I was like, I don't know. Do I go for something like extravagant lobster, like a nice steak? Or do I plump for a the largest and most quality steak pie and mash I've ever had? Mm. And I went with the pie and the mash. Because whilst I am a, a man of simple tastes and, and quality, sometimes I do enjoy just sitting down with a pie and a mash and just living the dream. Hang on. Um, right, what, what, hang on, mate. Go on, hang on. Go on. Right, what, what sort of pie and mash are we talking about? Are we talking about like Start pie steak mash pie. and liquor, like, like East Ooh. London pie and mash? Or are you talking like... A bit gravy. I, think I, I do, don't mind a pie, pie and mash and liquor, but I go for a steak pie... <laughs> Mash, got a bit, boy. bit of butter, and a nice thick uh, ale gravy of some sort. Maybe I, I, an onion. I was, I was there thinking you were like proper going for like, they caught me knees up. Apples and pears and all that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a pie and mash. Wash down with the jelly deals. And I'll have no. jelly deals. Go wriggling through me tummy. I cannot be dealing with the old eels. For those, no, again, mate. for those who are not aware of it, Google it and thank me later on. So pie oh. and mash for me. Steak pie, quality one, big one, full pastry, you know. All the works. Uh, for a drink, I'm a snob, so I'm going to toast the world away with a triple Carmelier. It's a Belgian cool. beer. It's very strong, but it's very nice. nice uh, for nice, a movie, nice. I would go for... Because I didn't know this was... Because I assume this was like any movie in the world. Oh. So I've gone... And I thought you were going to take my answer, actually. I did. I thought you were going to take my answer. Mine was The Return of The King, the Lord of the Rings film. No it's not even my favourite one of the trilogy, but... For one final like ray of hope and joy, it's got like seventeen endings, and they're all happy um, for Frodo and all that. And he's just like, yes, and the music for Star Wars film Rogue One. If I'm going out, I want to go out seeing yeah. Vader slicing yeah. those fools in half. Yeah, um, it makes sense. For a song, um, oh, for a song, I'd go. I'd have What's Going On by Marvin Gaye because it's the best one of the best of all time by the best nice. singers of all time. And nice. for a Star Wars song, oh yep, man. Nub. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I say Yabnub just because again, how how much how fun would that be to hear that as you know as the fourth sets Yabnub? You'd go out of a smile, wouldn't you? So that's my cho- uh, choices. And also, if anybody out there who's listening and you like any of these questions, send us your answers because we'd love to know what you'd think about some of these. Yeah, let us know. Let us know your naughty lot. But talking of naughty lot, Luke Summerfield, the king of the naughty lot. Thank you for. A lovely question. And once again, it's great to hear your voices, guys. I love voicemails, guys. Send them in more often. Send them in more often. We love them. We love them. Put a voice to a name. It's lovely. Um, we've got Adrian Chorley. He said, congratulations on reaching the big 5-0. Cheers. Great show. Keep it up. He says, I believe in the name of positivity and progression. It's best not to dwell too much on what could have been or what could have been different. My question is, therefore, about the future of our beloved new big three, Jump forward ten years in universe, and where do you see? Where do you each see Ray, Finn, and Poe? And if you're going to return to these characters in a decade's time, what kind of threat would you introduce for them to face now that Palps and the Sith is totally gone? 
Great question. I struggled. Well, I struggled a lot with these questions because there are some mm. absolutely filthy questions in this. What this is one of them, Ray. Um, training new Jedi, I guess, would be the answer. But also forging her own path to explore the galaxy, but different to how Luke, because Luke was looking for like old Jedi temples and that. I reckon Ray would be tr- exploring for her own benefit and joy. Do you remember how she saw all the green on Takodana and was just like, wow. I think she'd want to take it as much of the galaxy as possible mm, just to answer. experience it. Whilst training the Jedi's, uh, Finn, he'd be going around primary schools teaching kids the right thing to do. Um, other than that, he's the hardest to pin down. He'd be buddies with Poe, and I think he'd be part of the galactic resistance to make sure that no threats arose. Poe, he'd still be a <laughs> pilot, but just a bit more mature. Maybe settle down with Zori, um, but he'd be head- if there is a galactic navy, a space force perhaps. He'd be uh, he'd be heading up the galactic navy. So I think anyway. So before I get into the threat. What do you reckon the big three would be doing, mate? Yeah, Ray's going to be figuring out what the Jedi or really the good guys look like. Mm-hmm. Um, think like a Jedi Master sort of thing. Good um, I think Finn. Yeah, I, I love your answer about um, teaching. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that, but I'm going to go with that. But also just not to be lazy. Um, I'm also <laughs> going to say I'm crazy. I'm, I'm going to say politics. I'm going to say he's going to go into the new Republican Ooh. Or the new new republic, new new, uh, new republic, and, and do his thing. And Poe is going to be at Finn's right hand side, um, but probably from a more military point of view, um, as as like a general or something like that. That's that's where I'd see them personally. And when it comes to uh, a force, mm-hmm. I've always and I spoke in our earlier shows about this. I always loved the idea of doing kind of like a Yuuzhan Vong thing, where you have a race or some sort of threat from the outer regions, from from a different galaxy yep. coming into that galaxy, um, but not the Yuuzhan Vong, because I hate the Yuuzhan Vong <laughs> storyline. It's so stupid and moronic, but the actual concept of this like other force from a different galaxy is actually pretty pretty sweet. Like, I, I, I quite like that idea. But yeah, that's that's what I reckon. Yeah, same. Something from the unknown region's got to be like an offshoot of the Sith, or or like maybe people have studied fallen Jedi or the darker parts of the Jedi. So they're not Jedi, but they are Force users who have studied like the worst parts of the Jedi. Um, maybe the threat could be political. The key would be for me not to duplicate Palpatine, like have another Palpatine, or maybe a collection of threats without not having like one big bad like Palpatine. Maybe a collection of them, like a gang of like proper influential bounty hunters or rich bounty hunters or something where, or maybe not in bounty hunters, but just not just one central figure like Palpatine, but like four of them. So suddenly we've got like, all corners of the galaxy have got one of these like, like head of evil. I don't know what we want to call them at, but yeah, I imagine it would come from the unknown regions. But so the threat would be something which would be galactic le- level destruction. Of course it would be, but yeah, I'm with you on it being obviously some sort of weird species or race, but it has to come from outside of the known galaxy. Otherwise, it gets that question, where have they been this whole time? So chuck them in the unknown regions and nobody knows and nobody's going to be an underwiser. I, just to add on that, to follow on from that, I always like the idea of, of an external force coming from um, the unknown regions or another galaxy or whatever, and the dark and light having to come together to defeat that. Yes, yeah, that's that, a good chance. And that is the purpose of the dark and the light, is that you need both of those to, to defend off from external forces, something like that. And it that. becomes balance and, as well. Yeah, that, and that's where I could see maybe future productions going. That's how I would, that's where I'd take them. That's where I'd take them. But yeah, great question, Adrian. 
Yep, thank you, mate. Can't argue with any of that. And uh, one more for the patrons. Yeah, one more. We got none other than the king of Belgium, the cheeky man himself, Vadim Simmons. He Ooh. says, congrats on the milestone, fellas. My question, what happened to Don Williams' promise of hearing every piece of music <laughs> from the entire saga? Of all nine films, I think Tross has the least good soundtrack. Let's take a moment of appreciation for the fact that Vadim said Don Williams there, not John Williams. What a king. Um, Right. Hard one. Yeah, I feel like I've not seen The Rise of Skywalker enough uh, to to judge the music, and I've not listened to the soundtrack enough. However, Mm. the worst, I I don't think it's the worst. Because there are moments where music is used brilliantly and beautifully um i think of the fight between kylo and ray on the on the death star ruins and when mm-hmm. and ray, and kylo's just like beating ray down there's the <laughs> like there's this mute music is that dogging yeah <laughs> shut up shut up <laughs> um yeah that's i so so i i there is no conclusion for me just yet mm-hmm. so i can't answer this wholeheartedly however i do agree with you i do not know where that that promise is it's probably hidden in a lot of the music and we probably just haven't noticed it yet is is the truth um but dude episode nine we got the the song from the akiaki festival and that was dope yeah so yeah. i'm here for that i'm here for that there we go uh, i heard the music's in the trevorrow cut I don't know if you've heard that or not. No, it's not really. <laughs> Please don't flame me, guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Don Williams came out release, and said that. Release yeah, all he, cuts. Hashtag release every JJ cut. Release the Kathleen Kennedy cut. Yeah, Don yeah. Williams said in that interview, which we covered as well, we actually played the interview in about August time, that they were going to be showing, playing all the big themes from all of the films, uh, including The Phantom, which I assume he meant Jewel of the Fates, which we got in one of those teasers or TV trailers, which was wicked. And we mm. were like, yep, definitely going to be in the film. Uh, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, a good question. I don't know where they were. The 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 problem with the Rise of Skywalker soundtrack is not that it's not good, because I do enjoy it, because I've listened to it quite a bit. Um, but it borrows... I know all of the soundtracks do, especially the sequel trilogy, but it borrows a lot from the other films. So they, these other motifs are in there, especially like the Emperor and Vader uh, and things like that. They get a lot of uh, repetition in this soundtrack. But I don't think it's the worst, though. But I think... I'm mean, sort of stuck in a rock and a hard place here because had they used all those themes from the old films, then it wouldn't have been an original soundtrack. It would have been just a mis- like a, a, a wicked mis- uh, mix-up of all the best-of hits. But what we got was kind of a original soundtrack with nods and throwbacks. I like the actual Rise of Skywalker motif that's played throughout the film. Like the actual, mo- it's called the Rise of Skywalker. That's used wonderfully, and it's one of John Williams' uh, one of his best original pieces in years i think really nice throwback feel to it and it permeates a lot of the scenes like ray on adrian kloss a lot of those scenes and when she's looking out over adrian kloss before she leaves on the falcon to go and start the mission you can hear the music then and it's brilliant um so the music is used really well the score isn't the strongest score but it's not the worst score i don't know what the worst score is yet uh, again when we do our ranking episodes maybe we can chuck the scores in as well with that i don't know where those Every piece of music is from, but I guess we got Jewel of the Fates in a TV trailer, so 
That's all I can mm. say. But yeah, maybe they had other options, other plans, and they just decided to go something else. That's true. I was expecting better things. There was this like clip that used a gorgeous bit of music, and it was like it was just like this music looped, but it was it sounded Star Warsy but fresh and very upbeat. And I was thinking that was going to be the music used in, the, in at the end of the film, and it wasn't. So. Yeah, that that was a bit of a shame, but yeah, I, that is something that's I, I I still need to um like digest. I think but it's a phenomenal question, Vadim, and, and it's and it's very um, relevant right now. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, aka Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. So thank you to those patrons who sent the questions in. Uh, so now over to the listener questions and what a selection we do have here. So let's start with a voice message. We know Luke likes them. Uh, from Alex Jessup. Hey there, guys. Hope you're well. Hope you're good. Uh, all I want to say really is congratulations on the 50th show. Um, looking forward to a whole load more and a load of spicy content. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you, mate. And you've been a, been a wonderful support of the show, Alex. Very enthusiastic and it's so lovely to hear from you each week. Obviously saying how much you enjoy the show, it means the world to Luke and uh, myself. And yeah, thank you for thank you for the big up and congratulations, mate. Yeah, thank you so much for that amazing cheeky little message, Alex, you legend. Um, up next, we have none other than Eliza, aka Lad, mate. Now, is this who we met at Comic-Con, Matt? This is the, 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 the queen of Comic-Con. Ah, right. Like, I, I didn't even know she, like, listened in, but that's amazing. That, that is, that that is the dream. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll see those guys again this year because they, they, they were really cool guys at Comic-Con. <laughs> they, they were fun. They were fun. Uh, she says, why did you start the podcast in the first place and what's been the most rewarding part of it? Okay, this is kind of like a long story. Should I take this, Matt, and kind of summarize? Go for it, mate, yeah. Go for it, dude. Right. I'm, I'm going to try and be as, as as detailed, but also as quick as possible, because it's, it's kind of long. Um, right, okay. So Matt and I were both on a popular Star Wars forum called The Cantina. We used to contribute it to it to it quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a thread on there called, um, where are you from? Um, I posted on there. I started um, that thread. Did, did you really? You started it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember you, I, I remember you saying that, actually. So, yeah, there, there were people on there from New York, like Japan, like Germany, L.A., like all, all, the, all these places from around the world. And I go on there and I'm like, well, I live in this. Because like, there were other people from the U.K. posting stuff. And it was like really mm-hmm. quaint places or London or cities or something. And I was like, well, I live in a post-World War II new town called Basildon. Um, and, and lo and behold, a dude like comments and replies to me um later saying oh yeah no way i work in that post world war ii new town yeah. and uh it turns out matt and i worked on the same industrial estate like the same <laughs> business estate yeah and i was like I, I, there was a little part of me thinking like is this a predator like <laughs> what are the chances of this but i what looked at the town and i was like no this this seems legit this seems like the real deal um and we decide there's a little coffee shop li- literally in between our offices isn't it matt um, it is, yeah it, th- there's a coffee shop and we decided to meet there we <laughs> met up 
and we got on like a house on fire. We we really got on, and we decided um, to to meet up every now and then, yeah, like maybe once a month or whatever. And we'd always talk Star Wars. We'd fit as much Star Wars as possible um, into that hour's lunch. Um, but what I found out was that Matt is actually a brilliant film critic, and he has his own website called WhatIWatchTonight.co.uk, um, and he reviews films. And he was doing a podcast, a What I Watch Tonight podcast, didn't you, mate? Yeah, it's just like a series of film podcasts. And and you did a like a Star Wars special. You did three Star Wars episodes with myself. He invited me to do them with him. Mm-hmm. And they were called the Star Wars Sessions. And from those three episodes, we actually you I believe you got some really good feedback from them. And someone was asking when when are we gonna do more Star Wars mm-hmm, sessions yeah. like with myself on, on it again? When are we gonna do that again? And I was like, wow, there's someone asking where we are. Yeah. That turned into a solo show. We did one for Solo, a Star Wars story. Yep. And then we did another show in 2019. And um, since then, we've made our own podcast. That's separate from Matt's Film Critic podcast. And yep. that was around March, April last year. And like I said earlier, since then, we have done a show every single week. So there we go. I think that's. I think I've haven't missed anything out of our mate. That's pretty much it, yeah. Um, yeah, we started it for to talk Star Wars, yeah. yeah it's, it's a very, dare I say, yeah, it's a very sweet and organic way of a podcast to start. Do you know what I mean? Like, for we didn't just know each other and said, let's do a podcast. Like, it, 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 it evolved into a, a regular Star Wars podcast. And yeah, I, I'm it, really, I'm it really grew proud from, of that. It grew from a fandom, like a, for, a forums are for fans to talk and get together, which is what happened, which is what to say what happened. Um, and then, you know, it just grew from enjoying sp- talking about the franchise, having a like-minded person to chat with it. And somebody who was passionate as well, not just a fair weather kind of casual person who, who maybe had seen the OT, but Luke was very enthusiastic. You guys know, he's, he was, he's the same now as he was then. Very enthusiastic, very knowledgeable. Lukey Bly is very obsessive. Yeah, I'm more than happy to speak about it for probably longer than an hour lunch break if we really could have done. So yeah, we basically started it just to chat like we are now, and it just so happened, yeah, like people were wanted to know where the show was, yeah. and then we did a show in March or February 2019, and we had kind of said, "Oh, we'll do, we'll do it." I think it's like every couple of weeks, every month, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we dropped the show, and we had people commenting saying, oh, "I've been looking." Are there the comments are still on there? You know, I've been waiting for this. I'm, I'm glad this is back. And that's when we kind of thought, "Hmm, okay, we'll do it every fortnight." Okay, we still we got the same comments from different people. Mm. Right, let's. And then we just, I think I can't I don't know where it came, what what like triggered it, but it basically just became a weekly show. And obviously, the the you know, if I can be so bold and say, the popularity of the show as it as it was growing attributed to that. But I can't remember what made us basically say right let's just do it every week i can't i can't remember we we were doing it we were doing it anyway we'd meet up to talk star wars anyway and i think we just figured like we might as well just record it do you know (laughs) what i mean we might just well just everyone else can listen of it because um we we love talking about it anyway and 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 that's why as well we haven't got a super duper edgy name you know, there are yeah. some Star Wars podcasts out there. They have some really cool names, really imaginative names. But this was like a subsidiary of Matt's already established podcast. So it, it was yeah. just called the What Watch Tonight Show, The Star Wars Sessions. Yeah. And, and it, this is a session, it, but, isn't it? We get together and we have a session. Yeah, we've kept it, mate. I'm flipping proud of that. 
I'm, I, I, mean, I, I love it. it. I, I love the simplicity of it personally. Uh, but and we're lucky as well that I know there are lots of other shows out there, great shows out there, whose hosts live quite a long way from each other, or they don't meet up ever or at all, or, mm. or very much, which is a shame because you know they've got some good content. Um, so we're very lucky in that sense that you know um, Brentwood, Basildon represent twenty minutes yeah. away Lookie in the boy. on the in the old car. If at any point Lukey Boy says, you know, let's go for a beer, or I say, oh, should we go for a beer this week? Twenty minutes is all it takes. Bit very little planning, so we're very lucky in that sense. So yeah, um, that's great. That's why we did it. And the most rewarding part of it is obviously uh, the friendship by, uh, with Luke because he's a he's a he's the most positive person in the world. If you ask anyone who's met him uh, from my family, they'll tell you that they actually miss him not being around because of the positivity no. he brings. True story, but also the opportunities. You know, getting to go on the BBC and experience that. The getting to cover MCM as press. Um, and and some of the nearly opportunities we had um, in December, shall we say. So um, getting to be a part of the community and just having even like a smallest drop in the ocean voice in the community, it's just lovely. That's the most rewarding part is to be part of a bigger fandom, the friendships you create and, you know, what may come from it as well. So it's just a blast. Yeah, too right, mate. Well said, well said. And thank you so much for sending that in, Eliza. Great question. Yep, and check out Eliza on Twitter. She's a fantastic cosplayer. We met her when she was dressed up as Padme Amadola slash Padme. Um, Eric Eilerson, Eric Blylerson, friend of the show, he said, which member of the Jedi Council represents each one of you and you can only answer for each other? Also, what's your most legendary experience thus far with Star Wars sessions? So Luke has to answer for me and I have to answer for you. So oh, who dude, goes I was going to suggest that. I was going to suggest that, you yep, Eric's, boy. Eric's laid the rules down, mate. That's them's the rules. So I'm thinking, may boy, yeah, if I, like the joke part of me, because I am a joke, and my whole life is. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> he, I, I would say Matty boy was a Mace Windu, um, but obviously I'm joking because really... Matty Boy is organised, he's wise, he gets things done on time. He's he's the reason this show gets posted every week on time. That's that's him, that's in his nature. So for me, that screams like Yoda or something. Or you know, someone, someone who can just like get things done and just knows what's knows what to do. I, yeah, I, that's what I think. Good question. Thank you, mate. That's a good question. Luke would be Luke would be Obi Wan because just look at the guy. Same wit, dashing looks, charm hair. Perfect. Otherwise, he'd be Kit Fisto because Kit Fisto's a beefcake and he's got a winning smile. Um, Obi Wan is that's it. Obi Wan is playful. Obi Wan is also wise. Obi Wan gets the job done, um, and he likes things to be civilized. So uncivilized. So uh, Luke would be Obi Wan because he reminds me somewhat of him, especially in the Clone Wars. So uh, Luke, you are Obi Wan. Thanks, man. That's right, mate. And in terms of legendary experience, uh, Comic Con MCM was great. Not just meeting the wonderful people like Eliza and her crew. But um, the bants, the beers, and move busting at the bar afterwards was a uh, the whole experience was great. And again, that all came about because of this show. Yeah, mate, it, it's legendary, legendary bants, legendary pod. Fifty. It's the fiftieth show. 50. Right. So our next ant shot burst. Legend, <laughs> legendary streamer. Spicy yes. streamer um, says, "What is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the words Star Wars?" This is a really open-ended question. I'm going to try and keep this as brief as possible because I could go on forever. I think, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, I I 
can't help but think of the times where I lived in Devon, but I'd come and visit my nan and granddad up here in Essex, where we eventually moved. And um, I'd be down in the spare room at my nan and granddad's house, and uh, I'd be watching like Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back. I think of when I was playing out on the street, pretending to be Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Darth Maul with my friends, or Mm -hmm. playing in the playground, reenacting Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith playing Battlefront when that first came out, like the 2004 and 5 one. You know, I, and, and to be honest with you, I think of the community. I think of the fans. I think of the fun we have. Mm-hmm. But also, I can't lie to you, mate. I think of the sequel trilogy. I think of this yeah. Disney era. Because, you know, we might look back at the past and think like, you know, that was so magical. But guys, right now, what has been in the last few years, this has been magical. And it's been, you know, an amazing memory in the making. And for me, the, the these films have actually been there. They're not perfect, but they've been there for me through a rough time of my life, you know. And, I, and for me, yeah. that means the world. That means the absolute world. Cool, I've got goosebumps now. Well, um, my answer is awful compared to that. My answer is literally, my answer is literally Ewoks. <laughs> when I, on, and I don't know why, but whenever someone says Star Wars to me, my and I admit, and I, you know, I swear, the first thing I think of is Ewoks on Endor, just like popping out of the bushes, and I don't know why, because they're not even my favourite part of Star Wars. We've been there before. Other than that, it's like it's the Millennium Falcon. I don't actually think of lightsabers or Jedi, but when somebody says, if somebody says the word Star Wars to me, the first thing I think of is Ewoks or the Millennium Falcon. It's really odd mm. how that what it comes about, but um, yeah, and I. I, I echo your thoughts or sentiments at least on the sequel trilogy that and there's there's a question later on which is similar to this different but similar in terms of feeling that um yeah these films have you know they, they they're special because we never thought we we're going to get them again and of course what they mean to different people is that's what's the most engaging the fun part about films in entertainment in general but especially something as we, we hold dear as this so uh it's lovely to hear obviously the impact it can have on people so um and yeah. Thank you very much for that question. Uh, looking to jump on the stream with you soon. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear of Star Wars, mate? Right back at you. So, up next, it's none other than a little, a little rock star. A little, no, 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 not rock star. Rap star <laughs> in our community. It's local another. Boy. Local boy, huh? It's it's none other than our boy, Essex legend, the Dandalorian, Daniel. Sexton with a cheeky little voice message. It's your boy Dan Sexton here. Just wanted to say congratulations on making it to 50 episodes. 50th podcast. I've been listening since day one and it just keeps getting better and better. Well done, boys. Keep doing what you're doing. It's just so good. 50th podcast. Oh, good. Dandelorian. What a king. We love it. You love it. The kids love it. Danny boy, thank you so much for the support, mate. Yeah, love hearing your voice every week on the show, mate. And I miss seeing your face around as well. So thank you for that, mate. Um, Another regular listener, Joe Caster, who, what a name. He asked, you get to live on one planet in Star Wars and you can have one job there. What job and where are you living? That's a hard one because there's lots of places I would like to live and lots of places I wouldn't love to live. However, I've gone... You know, I'm a, I'm a bit, of, you know, I'm a bit of a sorry boy. Canto bite, mate. I'm going to live on Canto bite, and also, 
Hang on, wait, wait, wait. What, what the hell has Surrey got to do with Canto well, you know, It's a bit, a bit upper class, you know. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like the casino not, stuff. Like, was, you know, well, maybe not what? where I'm from, get out woken, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd be a croupier. Sweet work clothes, mate. You get to hang around with the rich <laughs> and the famous. Nice workplace, maybe make some connections. Do you know what? When the rich people are hammered, they're going to drop some credits. I'm going to pick them up. And it beats being a moisture farmer. So can't I bite I, croupier? I was, I was legit. I was legit <laughs> thinking like, what, what does Matt mean? Like, what, what is he sorry, on about? Boy, What's that's where the rich, no, the rich and the famous, sorry. apparently. I, Cliff Richard I, lives there. That's true. They, they, this is very true. This, this is very true. Surrey is a uh, gorgeous bit of the country. And that's where, supposedly, um, you know the film The Holiday? That's where, like, the English mm-hmm. cottage is meant to be, isn't it? So yes, it is, so. yeah. Lovely part yeah, of the world. Classic. Just, by the way, I've just said, um, before I answer, which is it's a great, great question, my brother has just texted me saying, say hi to Matt. So that's oh. his contribution to the show. <laughs> Whoop! Thank you, mate. Thank you, Sir Cabbage. How are you right yeah. back to you? What a nice Ledge. guy. I asked him to do a voice message, but he's, he didn't get around to doing it because they have a they have a puppy, they have a doggy, and I know I know some people. I mentioned this on last week's show because they got a new puppy, and um, they, people want to know the name. Um, her name is a little baby black labby, and her name is Juniper. So it is the cutest nice little name. thing ever, ever. So there we go. Um, but yeah, on to the actual Star Warsy question, Joe Caster, who. Um, what planet would I live on? It hands down Naboo. Yeah, I'd be Ooh. living in Theed. I'd be living in the city because even when I'm playing on that bad boy on Battlefront Two, like I, it is gorgeous. It's so nice. Just imagine being able to go out in Theed and like have like your little Java juice and um, <laughs> step on that bad boy and just like I don't I don't know. I'd probably be like an. This is going to sound a bit cringy. I'd probably be like an artist. It's a job, to be mate. Honest. It's a job. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd probably be like a designer or something, or I don't know. I'd be making stuff. I'd be creating stuff. That's that's what I think. Or on radio, maybe doing a <laughs> podcast about Earth, Earth yes. sessions. That's, yeah, the Basildon sessions. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. He knows. He knows. But there that's we it. go. Yeah, Go- gorgeous question, Joe Caster. Who nice one. again? One of our one of our day oneers. Joe Caster's been on the podcast since Nam. Been there for a long time. <laughs> he has been for there sure. for a long time. For sure. So up next, we got our pals from Down Under, the Fly on the Wall podcast. Go check them out on Spotify or, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Fly on the Wall. They are banter. Um, would you sell your firstborn to work at Lucasfilm? Um, yes. Yeah, probably. No, they, they, <laughs> what, what the who? Yeah, Matt has a firstborn. So, <laughs> yes. Awkward. Awkward. No, um, they go, nah. If you could be any of the beloved characters from the whole saga, who would it be and why? Oh, bro, that's like a hard question. Like, part of me is saying um, Han Solo. That's what part of me is saying, He too. was killed by his own son. And uh... his life don't end up super-duper great. So I'm kind of thinking maybe Lando, you know. Come on, I, you've got, honestly, you could, I could see you as Lando. you got this charm. Dude, I'm thinking Lando. Like... He, although you don't have a family or anything, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Lando still because I could. I'd still be. I'd be piloting Lando's body. I'd get him hooked up with some family, with some with some nice bird. Settle down, settle down on some spice moon. You know me. 
Yeah, no, you mate. Well, in no. one of the books, he did meet a uh, Twilek, a Blylek. So you know, there's always that. Oh, oh mate, Mrs. Blylek. <laughs> Way, um, Arily Blylek. <laughs> um, I was going to go for Han Solo as well, but then like, but then I was like, if you don't want to, on Star Killer, would I, if I probably think rather than shouting. Ben, I'd probably think oh, I don't fancy that and retreat and run off. Just, but, um, or you'd just, uh, or you'd just fall off yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'd, just, right. I'd fall on my own I, sword. Let me help you out, and then just fall over. Then Ben will be like, I couldn't do what I wanted to do, but then I was torn about it. So maybe it's maybe I'll turn to the good side. Well, I don't know. I don't know. An odd I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably trip over on the way there <laughs> and fall off. Um, yeah. Dexter Jetster's got it made. He's got a diner on Coruscant. You know the city cap, the city capital at the time, the capital of the galaxy. Dexter Jetster's got his own business. He's got his own staff. He's got people working for him, and it looked like a nice place to live. So I would have mm. said Lando as well, but I'm going to go for Dexter Jetster simply because I don't know if he's got a family, but he's clever. He knows like Camino darts. He's friends with Jedi, and he's got you know he's a he's a self starter. He's a he's a self made man. So um, Dexter Jetster. And he looks yes. like me. Yes, yes, great choice, dude. Great choice. Speaking of legends, speaking of good stuff, Jimmy, aka Old Guy Jedi, nice support of the show and sent us a lot of kind messages. So thank you, mate. He sent us this voice message with a bit of a twist. Hey guys, love the podcast. I just got back from the pub, a little uh, spicy, if you will. Um, was wondering. What is your fondest memory of Star Wars? You know, that one thing that pulls you back into it, even when you're upset with the direction it's going. Easily, mine is um, seeing Return of the Jedi with my father and seeing him laugh <laughs> during the Rancor eating the Gamorrean guard and cracking up thinking, that sounds like celery. And uh, Just kind of curious, those kind of moments that really make Star Wars Star Wars. Keep up the great work, fellas. Thank you, Jedi. Uh, Jedi Jimmy, the twist being he'd gone to the pub and he was feeling a little bit spicy. But um, And I like the fact that the American <laughs> American dude called it the pub. You know where it's at. Um, yeah. So the question, um, what's our fondest memory of Star Wars? And that's our bed, but what's our fondest? The one thing that pulls us back in, he says, when we're upset with, maybe upset with the way things are going. So um, obviously, Jim, Je- 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 Jedi Jimmy's given us a very nice uh, memory of him himself with his father mine would be keeping it kicking it new school would be the porks uh, my daughter she loves them so very much she she takes them to, she's got four porks she takes them to bed she talks to them she feeds them she makes some noises it's wonderful to see and for me that's what it's all about isn't it all these this discourse about the last jedi ruined my childhood well it's making somebody else's so do you know what i mean you yeah, lot can you lot childhood must have been awful because somebody else is having their childhood made, and whether she goes on to like the franchise or not, that's not important. For now, those porks keep her very happy, and with all the discourse that's going on, that's what it's all about. Otherwise, I remember going to see the prequels with my family. Uh, we went to Guildford Cinema to watch them, the Odeon, uh, and we go to Pizza Hut before, because I had these sweet tie meal meals where you get the cups and all that, um, and that was a really good time, so I remember the prequels for that. And there's fond, there's fond memories as well. Again, whatever you think of the films... A lot of the time, it's the experience you take with you. So for me, they are my fondest memories. Yeah, that's a great so choice, man. That's a great choice. And it's a phenomenal question, Jimmy, mm. you naughty boy. Um, yeah, again, big shout out to a Yankee uh, saying pub. Love it. <laughs> yes. Love it. Um, 
dude, I am tempted. This is going to be super vague. I'm going to say my childhood mm-hmm. um, because I don't really remember a time when Star Wars weren't involved in my childhood. Um, you know, like my, my mum and dad weren't the wealthiest of people. Um, so they had to buy like VHS, like, like films <laughs> for both of us. And there's like nine years, I think, eight or nine years between my brother and I. So that was that was always quite difficult because th- there's actually a lot of like the animated Disney films I've never seen because of that reason. So things like The Phantom Menace would kind of suit both of us. So I, I clearly remember that. So that's a big part of my life. It's the Star Wars games, the Star Wars culture. Um, but also, bro, the sequel trilogy, yep. sitting down with all my closest friends in 2015 for The Force Awakens, that was special, mate. That yep. was so special. So special. Yeah, so I'm I'm probably, if if you're pinning, pinning me down, Telling me answer answer one. Give me a give me a moment. <laughs> I'd say that. I'd say opening night, Force Awakens, twenty fifteen. Hands. Fully down. understand that, mate. Fully understand that answer, mate. Yeah, thank you, mate. Thank you. Um, but yeah, brilliant question, Jimmy. Legend. Five oh. Uh Kelly Hoston. Ledge regular contributor to the pod uh she asks if you could only watch and she she has brought the spice on this one this is if you could if you could only watch one of the trilogies for the rest of time which would it be the prequel trilogy the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy the others are gone forever (sighs) this is evil yeah this is evil dare i say I've got those young, I've got those young vibes for the prequels. I got those just classic vibes for the originals. I got those <laughs> modern, modern vibes for those sequels. I'm going to be really boring and say the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to say it. I'm, I, that's me. Original trilogy. Oh, you I don't know, mate. Well, I don't know. My my head says OT. My heart says prequels because of the, the reason I've just mentioned for like the memories. And it's just so fun, and the music is quality. But then the sequel trilogy is strong, and the OT has got the big moments and the classic characters. I struggled an awful lot. And to be honest, I actually haven't got an answer. I'm going to give one, but beforehand, whilst obviously getting the answer, I couldn't think of one. So, I uh, I mean, the one I watched the most is the prequel trilogy. Honestly, if I sat down and just put put a film on now. I'd probably put Revenge of the Sith on. Maybe I'll put wow. Clones on. Whether they're the best films of the saga or not, the rewatchability is excellent. But then the OT is the OT, isn't it? Um, mm. I put a gun to my head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go for the prequel trilogy because it gives me joy. Did like the bad lines, the bad acting, the bad dialogue, the great action, the great music, and some of the great That's uh, true. performances as well. I get a lot from those films. And it pains me to say it because I this is an evil question because I couldn't it, again it would be like sending your kids away to be adopted which one do you want to keep Oh but I'm going to go PT for now but that could change tomorrow oh great choice man great choice and I respect that I respect it's that tough choice. man I respect it respect it um yeah Kelly cheeky question cheeky but good one. Good one. Yeah. What do what do you, Kelly? We want to know what you think, Kelly. You've put us through the ringer. You tell us what you think. Send us a message. Um, Zero, the supreme leader. Zero asked, "What lightsaber color would you use and why?" Including EU. 
Um, I'm a purple lad. Bit of window for me. I love me some purple anyway. I I know, but I'd probably go for a Cabri purple, a bit classier. Um, and once once I could customise the colour on Fallen Order, it was purple all the way for me. So a bit basic, but I'm a purple guy. Orange does look sweet though. Good answer. Um, for me, out of the traditional colours, it's usually green because mm-hmm. I love those green sabers. Ignite the green. Um, May, as Still Wars would say, ignite the green ledge. Um, May, I reckon. Dare I say, I'm feeling those yellow vibes, mate. Yeah. Ray at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Cal in Fallen Order, my boy Cal, he had yep. those yellow sabers. In my version, in my version of that story, guys, he had yellow sabers, and I am here <laughs> for it. I wanted a yellow saber for the sequel trilogy, and I got it for two seconds. So I'll take it. I'll take you it. You saw it. You got so it, didn't I'm, you? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say yellow. I'm going to say yellow, because that, that includes all like the expanded stuff too. Purple and yellow, Supreme Leader. Brilliant. Yeah, Lakers colours. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Of course. Um, McNamara Jedi says, you guys get together at the session studio. Time to nice. watch some Star Wars, obviously. The big question is not what movie you pick, but which beer do you drink with it? And which pizza do you choose to eat? This is the way. <laughs> oh, that's a question I can get down on. Um, bro, okay, I, I've kind of already spoiled this a little bit. I'm I'm going to say, I'm going to go to the pub. I'm going to have a traditional Fuller's London Pride. Yeah? Um, yeah, bro, flipping love it. I'm, I'm going to go for the London Pride. Um, and yeah, none of this like fancy schmancy stuff. I'm going, I'm going for the Fuller's bad boy. He's kind um, of patriotic. Mate, pizza... It's a hard one because I've had pizza in Italy. Yeah. And yes, it's yes. just on a different level. It is on just a different level. However, I'm really into that bad boy, filth, deep pan, like pizza shop sort of thing. I'm not talking Domino's. I'm not, I, although I like Puppers, I like PJs, I like, I like Papa, Papa John's. John's that's, that's, pretty, right. that's pretty neat. I love their sauce, their dicky mm. dippy sauce. Pretty filth. Um, at Stretch, mate, do you know Pizza Go-Go? I know Pizza Go-Go, man. Uh, Pizza Go-Go is like a pizza franchise. It's only in like the southeast of England, I yes. think. Just like in, um, but I, <laughs> dare I say it, I'd go for like a garlic special from Pizza Go-Go. But if I'm feeling real fancy schmancy, I'd fly out to Italy, get one of those authentic Neobaladina ones or whatever it is. I don't know. But there we go. That's my answer. Matty boy, you. Uh, well, he said to get together at Session Studio. I wish I did have a session studio. If you're flying mm. to Italy, I'm flying out with you for those pizzas. You're not getting away with that. Um, beer. In term, if, if, if we're sitting down for an evening to watch watch films and it's beer and pizza night, it's Blue Moon. Give me Blue Moon. You know I like my Blue Moons. Mm. That's a casual mm. one. Um, pizza. Um, if we're going to your Pizza Go-Go or your Domino's stuff crust, you've got to get your money's worth. Oh, and yes. I think I'd be basic and go for a meat feast because... I'm heavy and I like to eat lots. Um, or chicken and sweet corn. <laughs> think got to get one, get you one of five and a bit, uh, a bit healthier. Chicken and sweet corn. Actually, I think I go for stuff crust. So, nice. chicken and sweet corn. Blue moon. I'm, I'm happy for the rest of the night. What sort of base we talking about? We talking about tomatoey base, or are you talking? Oh yeah, like... tomatoey. Yeah. Did you see? Um, KFC have apparently done a deal with Pizza Hut. I don't know if I'm being spammed here, but KFC have got a gravy based uh, pizza. I've got a gravy based pizza. With cheese Shut and popcorn up. chicken on it. 
Shut up. No way. Uh, I saw it this afternoon. So it's no, literally no, 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 off no, the press. No, 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 no. Is that in the UK or is that in America? I'm Googling this, guys. Sorry. Sorry. I'm doing it. He's Googling it. Can you hear this? This is live. Right. Pizza Hut, KFC, popcorn, chicken pizza. That's the sec- That's the thing that came up. What? Is it there? Instead of tomato sauce, the base is covered with KFC gravy. There you go. What? I saw it. It's this... Pizza Hut fans go wild as fast food chain collaborates with KFC to launch a pop. Are you having a laugh? I told. I heard it this afternoon. You know what? That's crazy because I've. I that makes sense because they're both owned by Yum Foods. That's right. Yep. And um, headquarters used to be in Woking. Yeah. Oh, oh, there we go. Woking. It's a Woking special. That's it. Yeah. Um, bro, that's crazy. So that's that crazy. crazy. Even though it sounds. Too- Almost awful. I would still like to try it. The gravy base puts me off somewhat, but I'd right. still want to no, give it a mate, go. I'm here for that. I feel like, I, I, guys, the 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 urge I have to just like pause the podcast, go tell my missus about this. <laughs> Send her a screenshot, yeah. bro, bro. But yeah, no, sweet. Good question. Who sent that? Who said that bad boy? McNamara Jedi, aka Will, I believe. Ledge, ledge, ledge. This is the way. That is the way. You've got to be hungry now. Um, Norhal, Norhal Quea. Uh, and again, another very uh, passionate listener. She sent us a voice message and it goes a little something like this. Hello, guys. This is Norhal. Uh, first of all, I want to congratulate you guys on this 50th episode. And here goes my question. What do you guys think is going to be the focus of the next uh, uh, motion picture uh, on a Star Wars, the, the next movie is going to go back in time, like exploring the Old Republic, the, uh, the High Republic, as there, we heard in Project Luminous, or it, would it be like time, like, ages after the sequel trilogy period of time? Uh, thank you. And may the Force be with you always. Thank you, Norhow. I very much enjoy hearing your accent whenever we can. Uh, yes, thank you for the congratulations. What do we think the new Star Wars film is going to be? Or the focus? Um, it could potentially be Taika Waititi. So who knows? It may even be headed up by Kevin Feige. So it could be a one-shot. If it, uh, So it could be like a Bounty Hunter-fronted movie. If it's just a one-shot uh, after coming off The Mandalorian, maybe the character would have a bit more to him than The Mandalorian. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Obviously heading up a film requires a different kind of charisma. Uh, and I think it'd be during the OT or just after. If it isn't that, and we're going straight into the series, it's the High Republic. It's good all the way High Republic, I think. And maybe Taika Waititi's film isn't going to be a standalone. If he does get it, uh, it's obviously rumoured, but maybe that could be the film that kicks off the High Republic um, series. So so the next film's either going to be Taika's standalone, which I reckon will be some sort of bounty hunter thing, or we're going straight in with the High Republic. Yeah, I'm thinking. So I think you know, mate, and some of our listeners might know. I'm I'm very keen for something set after the sequel trilogy in, in the, the future. In the yeah. future. However, you know, the more I hear about it, I definitely think we're going in the direction of a prequel. Prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, High Republic or whatever they're calling it. You know, we got guys like Bespin Bulletin. Shout out, um, yes. great guy. You know, we got people like him reporting on this. You know, talking about this. I'm thinking it's 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 in the bag. I'm thinking Project Luminous is is which by the way is going to be announced this month, isn't there? Isn't there a Project Luminous uh, announcement? 
February. So sometime after like the 20th of February, there's like a some sort of event. Yeah, the our authors have been plugging on Twitter. There's like an event, and certain members of the of the journalistic press have been invited to it. So it's obviously pretty. It's obviously more than just books potentially. Wow. Wow. Okay, yeah, let's watch this space, people. Well, I'm thinking it's going to be a prequel. Um, but yeah, Nor, you've been a phenomenal support, brilliant support and fun support to the podcast. So thank you so much um, for, for supporting and sending in your questions and, and listening. It means the world to us. Um, great question, too. Up next, we've got Neil Lowry, again, regular. Um, he says, what would be the Star Wars 12 Commandments? Thou shall not... Blah, 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 dot, dot, dot. Matty boy, let's take turns. You first. Thou shall not. And let's do it. Let's do it not in universe. Let's do it out of universe. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Thou shall not fast forward the Phantom Menace, even when it's uber cringe. (laughs) Thou shall not diss Rose Tico. Okay. Get out of here. All right, okay. Um, thou shall not badmouth Ben Solo. Good shout. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a nice guy here. Thou shall not be mean. Oh, nice. Just about yeah, the franchise. I'll get that one out of there. Yeah. Thou thou shall not insult other fans. Yes, I I like that a lot. Thou shall not um, mock the Sand Line and Attack of the Clones. Hey. <laughs> Anakin was just you know he didn't he didn't know what to do with girls. Was that five or six? That's number That's six like, so far. That was number six. That was number six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So seven. So we've got okay. three more each. All right. Um, thou shalt not try drive George Lucas to having a breakdown and saying he's <laughs> never ever going to make a Star Wars film again. And why would he? Because all people do is moan and say that they've raped, uh, he's raped their childhood and whatnot. Um, and trying to repeat those mistakes and sayings with our new Lucasfilm and Star Wars leadership. It's like there's, there's a way to do things, people. There's a way to do things. Yep, yeah, I agree. Uh, thou shall not hold back Baby Yoda much any longer. Oh, great one. Great Two more one. Each. <laughs> thou shall not spoil. Oh, yes. Um, thou shall not discard the uh, supplementary canon. Oh, you naughty boy. Yes. Um, thou shall not... It's getting hard now. One more thou shall not disrespect other people's opinions of other Star Wars properties and films and collections. Everything. Yep. Be nice. We've kind of said that, but it can't. But still, still, it counts. Uh, Thou shall not talk during Star Wars when I'm watching Star Wars. Oh yes, (laughs) and I think that's our twelve. That's our twelve. That is that's our twelve commands. Yes, I like it. I love it. You naughty boy. Good question, Neil. Neil, You legend. Uh, Speaking of legends, again from across the pond this time, Sacred Something by Kara. She asked, "What would your dream celebration panel be? You choose topic and guests." Mine was quite simple for me. It's just, it would just be called The Skywalker Saga. It spans all nine films. There's discussion and stories from people who worked in it in the cast. I'm talking Hamill, Ford, Billy D, Hayden, Ewan, Natalie, Ian, Sam Jackson, Daisy, Adam, Boyega, Oscar, Frank Oz, Lucas, JJ, Ryan, all together chatting. 
about their their uh, you mean like experiences on the films, making it, being in it, the legacy, the laughs, the jokes, the fun parts, mm. the sad parts behind the scenes. I'm getting excited thinking about it. Preaching Mine would that. be the Skywalker Preacher. saga. Oh yes, great answer, mate. Boy. How, how on earth can I follow that up? Here we go. No oh. pressure, dude. It would be a Star Wars Sessions podcast panel. Yes! And we're up there and we're interviewing some absolute legends of the business. Basically, whoever wants to be interviewed, whoever we can get, we will be more than grateful for. That's that's what I'm saying. I know it's a little bit Star Wars Session-centric, but I'm going with it. I'm going it's with it, Carl. It's a dream panel, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. I could get everyone. I could get Armored Best along with Mark Hamill. It, oh, it, it'd be pimping and yeah it, it'd be great fun it'd be great fun but yeah thank you great question thank you cara yeah up next we've got legend dave dunn who has a cheeky little essex voice message for us local boy huh? hey guys fellow essex lad reporting in for duty um so i've got a question for you i was wondering if you could save a character that um, we lost in any of the films, who would it be and why? So my answer for this uh, would be Darth Maul. Now, I do know, obviously, he didn't die when he fell down the uh, the pit. Um, but I think in terms of using him in the actual trilogy and in the movies, he would have offered us a little bit more menace uh, than Count Dooku did, for instance. I think running him through episode two and episode three would have been amazing. Uh, so, yeah, what's your answers, guys? Uh, keep up the spice and may the force be with you. Local boy, the Essex love is indeed real. Thank you so much for sending that in, Dave. You legend. So if we could save any character that was lost in any of the films, who would it be? Um, for me, <sighs> sorry guys, it has to be Ben Solo. Has Ooh. to be Ben Solo. <laughs> I didn't want him to die at the end of Rise of Scar. Made a lot of people happy I, now, mate. Dude, I get why he died. I get <laughs> why, and and it and it, you know, the transfer of life, the idea that you know, like I, I get all of that. I get it, but I do feel like in my head, in my head, canon. Ben Solo went off to the mountains, didn't start a family with Ray. Ray went and started a family with Finn. That kiss was a kiss of like life. And a uh, kiss. Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of like that. And um, Ben went to the mountains or to wherever, or to Acto, meditated and dwelled on, on the mistakes he made, but how he could also improve the universe, how he could improve himself and make up for what all, all the uh, awful things he'd done. That's, that's what I'd say, but I get why he was killed off. What about you, mate? Um, Palpatine, because I'm sure they could come up with a great reason for him to come back. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Ooh. for those. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for Luke Skywalker. Because, and, do you know, and I've got to preface that by saying I loved his arc in all the films and in The Last Jedi. I love what Ryan Johnson did with him, and I don't begrudge him being taken away from us in eight because I think it was beautiful. But, I mean, there's a chance to see Luke Skywalker train alongside Rey. Like a sage, still kind of sarcastic Luke Skywalker like we got in The Last Jedi and, and even in The Rise of Skywalker. Him alongside Rey, training the future of the light side. 
That would be great, I think, for some wisdom. Wit. It would be funny because the two had a great chemistry. So Luke Skywalker, just to see Luke Skywalker back. Mace Window, badass, angry Jedi, seeking revenge. Yes, please. But um, I'd, be, I'd pick Luke Skywalker, and that's not in against what Ryan Johnson did because, again, I absolutely adored what he did with Luke Skywalker. But the chance to see Daisy and Mark Hamill in like a future story together like in the flesh would be... It would be pretty spicy for me. So, Dave, I'm going to go for Luke Skywalker. But thank you for your voice message, mate. Local boy, huh? Speaking of voice messages, we've got one from Cuddy Bricks, who's got more of a statement and a question. Um, and it goes like this. What's happening, Matt and Luke? This is Sammy from Cuddy Bricks across the pond in South Florida in the States. Thanks for having me on the show. I just have a question for you guys. Um, now, I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan. All the content. I mean, not as much literature as our good friend Jabba the Hud, but I respect that. I love that about him. Um, sure, there are things that I disagree with, but I consider myself a true fan of the franchise as I genuinely uh, enjoy and support everything that they do. Um, however, after the sequel trilogy, I was having trouble reconciling this one thing about uh, what has you know, become known as the Skywalker Saga. It is, in fact, the Skywalker Saga, yet... How is it that the big bad and the galaxy's saving grace, as it turns out, are both Palpatines? I'm having trouble with that one thought. You know, in the original trilogy, Vader heroically, you know, dies, supposedly being the chosen one. But then having Palpatine back as the big bad, does that kind of nullify his sacrifice? You know, Luke turns Vader back to the light, helping bring balance to the Force, but then you know, has a misstep with a with a pupil or a disciple and, you know, then kind of gives up and then Leia dies and then Ben and I don't know, I'm just kind of having trouble after watching the sequel trilogy, the finale of it, feeling like, you know, my favorite family in Star Wars, the Skywalker family as well as the Skywalker saga in general kind of got hijacked by some Palpatines. Now, again, don't hear what I'm not saying. I absolutely loved the sequels. I enjoyed them, um, and I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm just genuinely interested in you guys' thoughts. So thanks again. Um, let me know what you think. Thank you, mate. Um, so, yeah, he's having trouble reconciling the, the fact that the Skywalker saga kind of started and ended with Palpatines, which I mentioned this on our initial review of The Rise of Skywalker, that it became about the Palps until the end, when Rey decides to become a Skywalker. And again, lots of people relate to that. Others think it's a bit silly. Others say, well, there are people who have adopted other names, like Leia. She was an Organa, but she never dismissed the Skywalkers straight up. She's like, It wasn't like um, Rey dismissing the Palps. But despite that, as Kylo said, you, you're a Palpatine. There's no avoiding the fact that the finale of the saga ended with one Palps melting another Palpatine's face. The Rise of Skywalker was a good trilogy ender. I think it's not a good, it wasn't a great saga ending film. Because um, again, mm. not getting into it, but no narrative, like this linear narrative through the films, didn't help. Um, Luke and Leia both train Ray, so that's where they, as Luke's Bly has said, that's where they get that bond from. And I've said Luke wasn't Luke wasn't really a family because when they were together, they were at each other's throats almost. It wasn't like Ray would look at Luke and think, "I would love to take on your name." That was more Leia because they had a bond. She she trained her. She was there for her. I still would have preferred it to be just Ray and forge her own path that she'd already begun forging. However, what I do like about Ray Skywalker is it opens up a potential for like a bloodline-esque reveal years later. The galaxy finds out that Ray, she's not the last remnants of the Skywalker. 
He's not the last remnants of this heroic family. In fact, he's the last of this like, diabolically evil bloodline. She's a Palpatine. So that could be good to explore as well. But I have the same reservations to a point that you do where, you know, Palpatine came back and a Palpatine finished him off and all of the Skywalkers were gone. As Luke so so eloquently said last week, Ben Solo had been yeeted off that stage early before. <laughs> Luke Skywalker's dead. Leia had given, had, had given herself up to the Force to save her son. So there were no Skywalkers in play. It was Palpatine versus Palpatine, which is a odd way to end a saga, but obviously we can get the race Skywalker reveal at the end. But So I can see your way of thinking. I'm coming around to it slightly, only because there's story potential there, and I still, in my head, I know she's a Palpatine, so that works for me. So um, what do you think, though, mate, about um, old Cuddy's statement that he's kind of, he feels a bit despondent, kind of, that yeah. the, the Skywalker family he loves kind of yeah. didn't go out of the bang. I know what he means. I, I I I understand the feelings. But what we gotta remember here, mate, is that A Ray would not be possible without the Skywalkers. She wouldn't she would not be the one who kills Palpatine without the Skywalkers, without Luke, without Leia, but without Ben. You know, without all of them, without Anakin, Ray mm-hmm. couldn't have done this, yeah. Um and what we got to remember, people, is that family, like for me, you know, family is more than a name. And that's the, that's the idea. This is a theme of episode nine, and it's a very enjoyable theme. And personally, I find it very relatable. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of alluded to earlier, last few years of my life, they've been tough. There's been a lot of challenges. And for me, I have friends. And I have people that are very close to me in my life that I now consider family. To me, mm-hmm. they're my family. Yeah. We don't all, all share the same name, obviously. Yeah. Because that's not an issue for me. I have a surname. My friends, they all have surnames. But imagine if we had a girl with us who didn't have a surname. She didn't know who her parents were. And then mm-hmm. five minutes like beforehand, she finds out of surnames flipping Hitler. You were going to say that, yeah. Yeah, I've, I think I used I used that example a few shows ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I would totally, totally understand her, that girl being like, actually, that I don't, I don't understand that surname. I don't relate to it. It's nothing to do with me. I am separate and independent from that surname because it has had no influence on my life other than the fact it killed my parents, and and I don't even remember that. I barely remember it. Mm-hmm. So I totally get the Skywalker surname for Ray. So for me, the Skywalkers again. Let's let's take a note of the Last Jedi's like page, yeah. Um, out book or whatever. Whatever that expression, however that goes. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm screwing things up because I'm thinking I can't. I'm not a good multitasker. I'm a man. Um, oh, yeah, second that, bro, bro. Um, Thanks, guys, yeah, we love it, don't we? We love it. But seriously, like the Last Jedi talks about how how you know a reputation. And how the Skywalkers can affect generations. You know, it can also affect people close to you. Yeah, there, there are people that I know, they don't necessarily, they might not have a good family life or hadn't had a good family life. And so their friends, the people they marry or whoever, their immediate circle, they are the family. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. the family. And because the surname thing is such a big thing for Ray, she's a Skywalker. So for me, it makes sense. And and finally, a final note for that is that it shows that you have these, effectively, it's like these two houses, 
house like Palpatine, House Skywalker. Yeah. Or big lineages, big powerful families. And which one succeeds? Which one is the one that wins in the end? Is Skywalker. What does Skywalker represent? Light, love, redemption. Yeah? What does Palpatine represent? Hate, uh, greed, um, all, all these negative things. Dark side of the force. Yeah, you, 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 get the, you get the point. Rey is not that. She is not that. She's that by name. And she's that by name for minutes, for hours. So that's not her. So that's why I, I really get that bit of the film. But so, eloquently put, mate. To be honest, and Cuddy, I hope that goes some way to, if not changing your mind, at least maybe mm. softening the blow somewhat. Because it's a very, it's it, again, I've had my issues with it, but hearing that, it brings you round to, to okay, I can see, I can see that point of view now. And just on that, the interesting that people who enjoyed the Trevoro script, I did as well. Interestingly, as well, that didn't end with any Skywalkers making out either Ben Solo. Didn't even get redeemed in that film. So I guess at least in this film. Yeah, the actual Skywalker lineage or Skywalker um, legacy lives on via Ray. So there is that side of it as well. But um, appreciate the the message, O'Kelly, and hopefully, hopefully, as time goes by, you can, you, yeah, again, like I say, the blow will be softened, and you can appreciate what this sequel trilogy gave you and how the Skywalkers ended. But if not, obviously, the Skywalkers are still out there somewhere. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Absolutely. And don't forget, we always have the other films. We, though those have mm-hmm. not changed they're there for us to enjoy yeah. um but yeah brilliant question Cuddy, and i hope i've made you feel a little bit better um let us know your thoughts on my response as well let us know what, what you think i'd be interested to know hey this is vanessa marshall the voice of harrison doula from star wars rebels and you're listening to star wars sessions probably britain's greatest star wars podcast um, up next, we got we got two questions that were pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to include them together. We got David Jacobs who asks um, or who says, "All right, you spicy little ledges, your dream Star Wars Disney Plus show slash film, go." And then we got a similar question from Brock Bellinger, regular contributor and listener and all round legend, says, "What Star Wars movies do you want to see in a film or?" um disney plus series uh i'd love to see the darth bane trilogy darth plagueis and a sequel to solo um plus a follow-up to rebel so it's it's all about the disney plus stuff um mm-hmm. i think i've mentioned previously i'd love to see a dr afra show i think that'd yeah, be really have. cool like kind of like, sweet a, yeah like an indiana jones style show around the galaxy you know sign me up sign me up um and even before Luminous was the Luminous ra- um, rumors, sorry, were, were going around, I always thought a, an Old Republic series would be well suited. Um, and then finally, dude, Crimson Dawn, like, like yeah. the, what, what you said, Brock, like the like a solo sequel, a Crimson Dawn show, that would be incredible. Just just picture it. Mm. So I've gone for that, mate. I'd love a solo follow up. Um, I think it's John Caston said Crimson Dawn versus the Huts and the Clown Ride, Cloud Riders and whomever, all these other factions out there in this kind of like Game of Thrones-esque battle for power. We'd get more Kira, more Maul, more Enfys Nest. You could have um, Donald Glover and Olden Ehrenreich dropping in whenever necessary. They wouldn't need to be the stars, but they could. it would be great to see them dropping in for an episode here and an episode there. There's some good stories to be told there, mate, I think. Um, Darth Plagueis and Palpatine would for me would be wonderful. Like the early years, Palpatine's 
rise to evil, culminating with him slaying his master, being ironic, and leading into the Phantom Menace. So everything he talks about in that opera scene, let's see it. Everything in the book, the now e uh, Legends book, Plagueis, bring that to the, well, I say the big screen, Disney Plus might as well be the big screen, the small big screen. I'd love to see like a, 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 a even a mini series, six episodes, eight episodes about a not young Palpatine as a kid, but an like an adult Palpatine on his rise to becoming the one we saw in the Phantom Menace. I think that would be sweet. But I think I've got a I've got a funny feeling in my bones. We're going to get some sort of hashtag Make Solo to happen. I think it's going to happen at some point. And uh, now we've we mentioned the local boys, huh? We've got another one here, Martin Mead. Local boy, huh? What a man, what a supporter, what a legend, Essex boy. He sent in this voice message. Hello there, Matt and Luke and Star Wars Sessions. It's Martin here. What's been your fondest Star Wars memory and what do you hope to see in the future of Star Wars? Massive congratulations on the 50 shows and here's to many, many more. May the force be with you all. It's great to finally hear your voice. I see your videos, we see your pictures and we see your positivity. And it's great to finally hear your voice. So what's the fondest Star Wars memory? Um, and what do you hope to see in the future of Star Wars? Um, so actually memory, like the one we cling on to, like the peak high, Martin described as like the peak high that probably can't be topped. You've already mentioned it for me earlier on. And it's mm. the first screen of The Force Awakens back in 2015. After all the hype, the excitement, the speculation, the theories, the chat, actually getting to sit down in the dark, when the when the lights went down and the Lucasfilm logo came up on screen after ten years, he's like, "This is it. It's back now." That was the first step in the sequel trilogy. So we knew we had four or five years worth of storytelling just with these characters, and it was the anticipation, the fear, the nerves. Like fanboys, what if it's not very good? Turns out it was very, very good. Thankfully, so for me, my fondest memory, like a peak high that I'm not sure could be matched, would be the Force Awakens first screening. As for the future, I just want to see new stories. I want to see new characters, new ideologies. I don't want to ne- not not necessarily to distance ourselves from what we know in the Skywalker saga, but to, just to further open up the galaxy. Do you know, just it's a massive place after all. So let's get away from the established um, canon that we do know. Let's add new stuff to it. it. Doesn't have to be wild and wacky, but let's go to different planets on different parts of the galaxy, which maybe aren't affected by the conflict or are reflected in a different way well let's go to the unknown regions like the high republic's meant to so for me i just want something new and fresh where which we're not tied down by the nostalgic feelings of the last 40 odd years but that's what i think so thank you martin for that yes another spicy question from essex local um yeah we've already touched on the memory stuff so i'm gonna try and mix it up a little bit this is gonna sound real lame so for me, it is playing in my garden with a stick or, or slash playing it with my friends in the woods or whatever with sticks, using them as guns and lightsabers and playing Star Wars. Like that kind of yes. just innocent, just, you know, pure Star Wars imagination and fun. I think that is very, very special. Um, and if anyone's Wars- listening to episode, sorry to interrupt them, mate. Anyone listening to episode one of this podcast I remember it well. Lukey Boy actually recanted that tale in full on the first episode. So full circle, go back into this one and you'll hear that story. It's great to hear it. Did you hear that moment? It Um, it just brought me back to that time. So 
Yeah, no, dude. That yeah, I I even forgot that. So yeah, thanks for bringing that, up, man. Um, so right. very cool of you. Um, yeah. So for me, I know that's that's that some people might even think that's a bit of a cop out, but like I I that really does hold a special bit in my heart um, for Star Wars. And yeah, thank you so much for sending in that amazing question, mate. It really, really is um, a, a brilliant one. In regards to future, I really hope. To be to be blunt, I really hope Kathleen Kennedy and the leadership over at Lucasfilm get their butt together and mm-hmm. organize their films <laughs> properly. Yep, yeah, I agree. Because they can do it with The Mandalorian. They can do it with other content. The sequel trilogy, guys, come on, come on. I think well, we love I those guys as well. But yeah, yeah, we do, we do, mate. Of course we do. Of course we do. You know, Kathleen's done incredible things for this franchise but again maybe this is a conversation for another podcast but yeah good question for another time more basically better organization better organization i'm not going to be specific enough, mate, yeah. with stuff. better organization yeah um so yeah uh, thanks for sending that in again mate uh me- means well to us mine Darth Dildo with a Y or Daldo. I, we, we don't know. We do not know. Um, New Zealand legend says, pick your favorite character, ship, creature, and quote from each trilogy. Darth, you are a naughty boy. Um, right. Okay. So I'm thinking we take turns on each one of these. So let's do characters. Yep. So from the prequels. So, so for the prequels to me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Palp- Chancellor Palpatine. Oh, good man. For the originals, I've put Luke Skywalker. Um, I've gone for Han Solo. Nice. Um, for the sequels, I've put Ben Solo. Slash Kylo. I've gone for Ray. Ah, oh, you naughty boy. Good Duality. Choice. Right, duality. There we go. Wink, wink. Um, right, okay. Ship. Um, for the prequels, I'm going to go for the Naboo Starfire. Bang. So have I, mate. Naboo Starfire. Oh, you naughty boy. That's a memorable one, isn't it? That is a me- Okay, as a, little, as a little anecdote, I really like the gunfighter, the um, clone um, ship, the, tra- the transport gunfighter ship. From the, the clone Tell the ship. LAAT? Yes, I think that's yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, I love that. So just to mix things up a bit, I'll go with that one. Um, original trilogy ship. Um, I'm going to be lame. Sorry, guys. It's going to have to be the Millennium Falcon. It's so good. Bang. Same one. We've both gone for the Falcon as well. It's, it's iconic, isn't it? It's, there's so many great ships. There's even like the Imperial Star. Like the one, or if I'm going to mix it up, um, obviously you've got the Tanta V4, but the, the Star Destroyer that you first see in A New Hope that enters the screen at the beginning, obviously just seeing that new design of a new ship for the first time, the Star Destroyer. Mm. So uh, the Falcon for me, otherwise like the big old original Star Destroyer. the Slave. Oh, that's oh, mates. We, we don't see loads of it, but yeah, that is that is pretty spicy. I like that one. And sequel trilogy, mate. Uh, for ship, um, I'm gonna go for Kylo ship in the Last Jedi. Sweet. Uh, we've gone for something different this time. I've gone for the Star Fortress bombers, the bombers Ooh. at the beginning of the Last Jedi, the ones yes. that got to deliver the payload. I love the look of those, and I know they people have said oh they're big and clunky, but they're they're um, based on those old World War. World War Two, like massive bombers, which just come in and just wreck yeah, shop, but they're not the most. I see, yeah, they're not the most nimble things, but Lancasters and that, but they do the job. 
So the bombers from the last Jedi for me. Uh, what about creatures, mate? Okay, so creatures. We're starting back at the um, prequel trilogy, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so prequel trilogy um, creatures. You guys, I. This is a hard one. Dare I say, Gungans? I love the design of the Gungans, and I think in a modern TV show, wink, wink, they might look really <laughs> good. Wink, wink. They could, they could look a lot better. Yes, uh, I've gone for the OPC killer from the Phantom Menace. Not quite the bigger fish. I love the design. I love the ideas of the massive fish in Star Wars. That, um, yes. So yeah, the the sea killer fish from Star, from the Phantom Menace. Good choice, mate. And um, from the original trilogy. Um, I'm gonna have to go for the Trandoshans, man. Like the man, like Bosk, man, like Bosk. Dude is a boss. Bosk, yes, mate. Did anyone out there? Did he hear what he did there? Hear what he did there? (laughs) Um, I've gone for Tauntaun because they look majestic in white. Nice, nice sequel trilogy. Now I should have done my research, man. I know the name. I know I don't know the name of this, but you know, at the start of the Force Awakens, like and down in the village, there is like yeah. a scared alien and like someone's gun, like and a light shines on their face and he's kind of like screaming. Oh, he has like yeah. a long nose. What are they called? I'm, I'm him as an officer on Star Wars Battlefront Two. It begins with a. There's a guy, one of Poe Dameron's wingmates, called Kai Frenelli, and he's That's one it. of them. Abernath, Abernath, Abidash. I can't think what it is now. Sorry. But... Oh. I've, I've mixed things. I should have gone for a. Um, I should have gone for a more basic one. Sorry, lads. Uh, my 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 answer for that would be porks. Porks, isn't it? It's the first thing I think oh, of when I think of a yes. creature. Porkies. Yes, I'm all about the porks. Pork life, <laughs> dude. So he's an abednido. Abed abednido. Yeah, not an abernath. I was close enough though. Abednido. That yeah, those bad boys, mate. I flipping love them. Love them. They look so Star Warsy, so, so Star Warsy. So Abednedo is Blylo's creature of choice. Uh, so rounding off the qu- oh, this is a tough one. Your favorite quote from each trilogy prequels, mate. Where do you start? Hello there. <laughs> uh, I had I had two. I had a fun one and an F one. I've got I am the Senate, and um, the one on Mustafar. Mustafar, when he says I will do what I must, and Anakin says you will try. Oh, How yeah. cocky and arrogant that boy is against the might of Obi Wan. So yeah, I am the Senate. Quick, quick shout out to the whole opera scene in Revenge of the Sith. That is banging. Mate, I, sure, yeah, I, I agree with that, mate. Uh, OT. Never tell me the odds. Um, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, sequels. We are what they grow beyond. I had that as well. So, no, um, I did. It's such a lovely, lovely quote. Otherwise, tell that the Candy Club. Or oh yes, no one's ever really gone. Nice. Of yeah, good one. Really good one. No one's. Ever That's really a great gone. question, Darth. Uh, that got me thinking about that. Uh, uh, and I could have gone on for a lot longer with a prequel trilogy quotes. So thank you for that, mate. Um, you've also got Lightspeed Reader, Jamie Binniger. What a queen. She asked, what was our favourite piece of music from each trilogy? So from the prequels and OT and SC. Let's do this. Let's do it again. You give your prequels and I'll, I'll give my prequel and you give your prequel. So my favourite prequel theme, aside from Across the Stars, Anakin's theme. Mm, good choice. There's so many. There's so many. Good choice, bro. For me, it's a classic. Jewel of the Fates, mate. 
So, I mean, so about. many good ones. You knew, you knew I was going to say that, didn't you? I know, yeah, exactly. I was going to go Battle of the Heroes as well. I love that. OT, uh, um, Throne Room and Finale from the End of a New Hope mm. or Yoda's theme. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Binary Sunset, mate. Gorgeous. And, classic, and Victory classic. Celebration too. Cheeky shout out. Like you do love your Victory Celebration. Check out the end of the show. You'll hear it then um, if you haven't listened to the other 49 shows. Um, <laughs> and a sequel trilogy. Oh, I could pick four. I'll give you Race Theme. The Resistance theme, the Battle of Crate, and the new motif from the Rise of, the Rise of Skywalker theme. Nice, yes. Um, for me, I love. Did you say Kylo's theme? I Kylo think so, Ben. No, I didn't. I, I really like Kylo Ren's theme. Um, Ray's theme. Bang. First hearing that in a cinema, mate. Brilliant. Ray and, and Kylo's themes are really, really are the strong ones for me. Um, there's also a lot of really good music in The Last Jedi. I forget the, the names of the songs, mm-hmm. but there's a lot the of good music very in good. The Last Jedi. Yes, yes, the spark's very good. And um, cheeky shout out, I know we you, you talk about it a lot. Um, the, end of, the music from the end of Rogue One is absolutely stunning, really stunning. That's a Rogue One soundtrack's great, and shout out to Kevin Kiner for some of the some of the some of the scores from the animated series are out of this world good as well. So stuff from Rebels like Kanan's end credits are incredible as well. So um, we actually did a sound for those who are new to the show. We did a soundtrack uh, rankings. I have no idea how long ago now, but we listed our Ages top ten. It was like five or ten. Yeah. Yeah, go listen. Go go listen to that show, guys. It's a banger. That was a lot of fun. But thank you for that, Jamie. Great question. Yeah, we also, um, you know, cheeky little shout out as well to the Mandalorian theme. That's oh, mate, song, that is incredible. You know, you know, I was looking on Spotify the other day. That's one of my most rotated songs. Like, I ask my, um, I can't say the name, but my electronic device that you say the name and it does what you ask. I ask her to play that daily. I had it on earlier on when no one was in. It's great. It's probably one of the best TV themes I've heard in years. Oh, mate, it's crazy good. Um, and and talk, talking of this, um, kind of, uh, University of Coruscant podcast goes on and asks, how does the British Star Wars scene differ from the American scene? Also, rank your top five dead Jedi <laughs> nice little combination there um the british scene obviously yeah it's a bit of a funny one with disney plus that's kind of like how i tied in the mandalorian thing um <laughs> yes. yeah disney plus i'd say is the biggest thing where, where we've, we we mm-hmm. feel like divided because we've had to kind of like do our own thing for the mandalorian wink wink and yes. you know and that, 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 that feels a bit poor you know but i get the reasons why there's lots of like business and polit- political business reasons why um, we got it delayed. I would say it it comes down to the culture a little bit. The Americans seem to be very go either way. Yeah, like they are either all for something, and, and I'm generalizing here because I know you guys aren't all like this. Yeah, but like the Americans seem to be like all for something, and when they're for something, they're uber like positive about it. They're cheerleading for it, like, yeah, this is awesome. And then if they don't like something, like they can't stand it, and they start mm-hmm. these like hate groups or something. <laughs> like, there's no. It seems like there's not like. A balance more i would say so so and again this is a generalization but with the brits mm-hmm. i think we take it there there i say i think we take it a little less seriously and but in a way where we're like you can disagree with something and agree with something and be like yeah cool 
You know what I mean? Like British people, you know, when British people talk bad, they do it behind each other's backs. Yeah, they do it behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Like we got, you know, there's no like in offices and that about Brexit or about whatever. You know, people stand by the water cooler. Yeah, they keep themselves to themselves a lot, and yes. um, that, I think that comes that comes through a lot. Um, I, I I don't know. What do you think, Matt? Am I am I am I skimming over I something? Yeah, it's a very I global think... fan base too. It is. I mean, for British, um, we have quite a lot of insight into that because we are British. Uh, probably Britain's greatest po- Star Wars podcast, or just podcast. I reckon. I think we're just as passionate, obviously, because we're a smaller country as well. Uh, in terms of like the actual fan base, it's probably less of us. Less. There's not as many events. The mm. Celebration London that showed the popularity um, of how much we love it over here. And even MCM, I mentioned that again. We saw so many Star Wars co- cosplayers and attendees there. Um, there's loads of little conventions as well, like even in Essex or um, signings taking place. So we're just as passionate, just on a smaller scale. And in terms of m- mentality, um, yeah, I agree to a point. Obviously, there will be some British people who are, who are mentalists, who are nutcases. But I do think for... The most part, and again, this isn't generalising against one country at all, so please don't think that we are. For British people, I do think we've always been those kind of, yeah, like we moan about cues, but we'll never stand up and say anything about it. We'll just internally complain and grumble. And I think that's what British people are like. If we don't like something, we will move on, or we'll have a, we'll have a moan, and have then we'll move on and have on. a cup of tea. Like, cup no, of tea, no, digestive no biscuit. Cries, no one cries about it. Like No, it, we, we disagree about things. Not vehemently, but we still disagree on things. But mm. we move on. Even even to bring up um, our boy Luke, Luke Summerfield, and the whole Palpatine thing, we, we jest about it. Obviously, he's very for the Palpatine coming back. And we've said, we joke and say, oh, you know, if only they'd come up with an explanation. But nobody has a go at each other and nobody shouts at each other. We just yeah, get on with it. And, it's all bands, yeah. So I think there is a British people, just in general, British people have a men- different mentality to lots of other nationalities. So Star Wars or not. but uh, So I agree with that. And in terms of Star Wars fandom, I think we're just as passionate as anybody else. I mean, the films are made here. Uh, we've, there's always been a massive fan base. United States and United Kingdom, I'd argue, are probably globally the biggest fan bases or most passionate uh, yeah, and the box they, office take in I, say I, that I, as well box office i think we're the second biggest star wars yeah we are so yeah. i think passionate the passion is just as high uh, but obviously uh, and in terms of britain against the world our mentality has always been different it's stiff upper lip and all that yeah yeah it's a good question though it's an interesting question i like it yeah thank you university what, of course about your top five dead jedi oh crap yeah i forgot we've got that um Oh, okay. Again, weird one. Um, Luke, <laughs> Luke, Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Yoda, and um, hey, Kit Fisto. <laughs> Beefcake, that's serious. Bly Fisto. Um, I go for oh, Luke, Anakin, Obi Wan, uh, Key Addy Mundy, because he's got that really he's got the one with the cone head. Imagine him like chatting with Han Solo. It would be hilarious. And uh, Ayla Secura, because I watched her in the Clone Wars recently. So I and she's blue. There's my top five. Dead Jedi. If I could bring them back, I most certainly would. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Uni of Coruscant podcast. Um, jumping over the channel, speaking of people with a great mentality, there's Irish tones of Sammy Allen. What has he got to say? Hi, Matt and Luke of the Star Wars Sessions podcast. Uh, congrats on uh, the 50th episode that you're making right now. And uh, thanks for inviting me to put a question towards uh, your show today. 
My question is, um, do you think a future project or comic series might be set up to cover Jana and Lando's journey to find her home world following the events of uh, The Rise of Skywalker? Again, have a great show and uh, may the force be with you. Thank you for the kind words, mate. Lando and Jana, yes. Uh, that's something that's been causing a lot of issue again online, as you'd imagine. Is Jana Lando's daughter? There's a good chance of something happening about it maybe most likely a comic but i can see a potential novel that would also tie up lando's story as well could give some closure to lando uh, apparently there was more story or footage to that moment that was either cut or just not shot at all which would have potentially confirmed that line- uh, familial lineage but uh speculation has been flying about anyway that they're father and daughter for me i mean in all of the galaxy for them to just bump into each other like that it makes the galaxy smaller for me. And there are other reasons as well why I think don't have them be father and daughter. You know, mm. just like, just just don't do it because it's, it's not a good look. It's just, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, that, it's that kind of thinking which I don't like. So, I I mean, I'd, I'd rather them not be father and daughter. I'd rather there be two people who have lost, I say everything, because Lando was hiding out on Bassani and, you know, and, and Han's gone, Leia's gone. You know, he's sitting at the end on Adrian Kloss. He looks like a man who's just realised, this is the end now. What What is in it? What do I do now? And then you've got this kind of like young, bright spark, young girl comes up and kind of, he, he finds like new life within her for a new adventure. I like the fact that it could just be that. Just two people who just happen to stumble across each other for, for, uh, and make adventure of it. Not father, not daughter, anything like that. Just two people coming together just to find find each other almost. So I think we are going to get some sort of culmination to that. Mm. Maybe a novel, maybe a comic, but um, I think we will get something. Sam, excellent question. I did not think of this until you sent it in, I'll be honest. Um, because I think it's a great idea. Like Matt said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to repeat it. Like, you know... I'm I'm on board with if they're father and if father and daughter or or, or just friends. I'm mm-hmm. I'm down for either, and I think actually a story of that in peacetime would be really cool, really really cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I'm I am definitely down for it. I'd love to see a comic book series, but um, whatever what in in whatever format we get it, I think that'd be a like really good fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I like Jana in Tross too. She was great. I I don't want to see I don't want characters like Zori or Jana to just dis- disappear now. We never hear from them again just because mm. the conflict's over. I'd love to see or like hear more about them or just just what they're up to basically in in other stories as well. So hopefully they stick around and aren't just sort of cast aside um, at all. But I'm, I'm not, I don't think they will because the fan um, reaction was good to them. Yeah, yeah, you're right, mate. You're right. Oh yeah. Swifty for 50? I think so. Um, but up next, we've got Jenna Reed, who says, congrats on the big 5-0. Yeah, well, thank you very much, thank Jenna. Um, my question, I love your positivity towards Star Wars. So let's flip it. What's the one thing you dislike from any of the Star Wars content <laughs> out there? Movies, books, comics, TV. Thank you, and keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Jenna. Yeah, I'd like to think we're positive but equally i would like to think although we're glass half full for the most part 
that yeah. we we are very honest when we don't like something or don't get something. And I think that's definitely true when it comes up we're just, to our We're just our honest about night. crossing the line. Do you know what I mean? We don't sit here and, we go. and get angry and start bad-mouthing things we don't like. It's a case of, I didn't like that all. It's okay. It's fine. And But we'll give a reason as to why we don't like it, but we won't sit there and try and tell you guys exactly. why you shouldn't like it and why it's the worst thing of all time. So that's pragmatic, right. practical, reasonable. It, so, something that I really dislike is <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm a broken record. Well, I can't tell people how Palpatine is back in episode nine. I can't. Well, that's not what I expected. I can't tell them. I cannot tell them. <laughs> but I'm going to change it up and I'm going to say it is the cringy moments in the prequel trilogy. Yeah, because I love the prequels and I look at them through rose tinted glasses and I think we both kind of do it a little bit. Yeah, but I when, I, when I show them to like people who have not, no idea about Star Wars <laughs> and we're sitting there together, yeah, and we're watching like Jar Jar or something or those cringy lines in Attack of the Clones, <laughs> it, it, is a little bit questionable, isn't it? You it is a shrivel up weird. inside yourself a bit, yeah. Yeah, and Star Wars is weird, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, not like that though. That that's just not good. And that's already... just like not good. Yeah, it's not good. I've already mentioned something from the expanded universe. I I cannot stand the Yuuzhan Vong. I I'm a, I'm not a big fan of the expanded material, like most of it. It's really plain. Mm-hmm. It's really vanilla. It's all over the place. Like you think, mate. Is that the is that legends or the new canon? No, no, legends, legends. Okay, sorry, yeah. um, like like Chewie getting killed by a moon. What? <laughs> what is because? that? What is that? So yeah, no, that's a no bueno from me, mate. No bueno. I was, I was sure you were going to say the saber copters from Rebels. I oh, would have put money oh, on it. Oh, that too. I do because I know you can't stick those. I would go for cybercopters. Cybercopters, right? That's it. Yep, done. Uh, in in the in the comics, Luke and Vader fighting before the Empire strikes back. So between four and five, they uh, I think Vader boarded a ship or like or he he found I can't remember the story now, but they basically met in like this hallway of a ship or something, and they had a lightsaber fight. I say that Vader absolutely schooled him, of course, but he didn't know who he was at the time. I don't believe, but um. I just don't like the feel that they met and fought before the Empire Strikes Back, considering how much weight those fights have. When when the comics start messing, or the novels, or any expanded canon starts messing with the lore that the films have set up, especially the ones that have been around for 40 odd years and like big moments like that, you're, you've either got to stick the landing or just don't do it at all. And that doesn't work for me. If you're going to talk about special editions, like the, the Jedi Rock song makes me just want to just not be a Star Wars fan and like you mentioned it when I sit down with people who haven't seen it before and that comes on mm-hmm. with Cy Snootles like big face in the camera and I was like oh, I'm sorry I really do it's not like this always I'm sorry um, finally um, not just these guys but Ahsoka and Ezra and possibly more Force users powerful Force users and warriors being around during the OT and not doing anything Yeah, I get Ezra good, good answer I get Ezra because nobody knows where he is Ahsoka may be in the world between worlds, I don't know, but that's a bit weird and a bit of a cop-out to explain someone's whereabouts. Oh, they're lost in time. Uh, and who knows about Cal Kestis? We don't know yet. I'm not saying Jedi, because none of those, apart from it, are Jedi, but people who could have aided the Rebels. It diminishes Luke be really being the only hope to know that. Actually, somewhere out there, there are a few other massive hopes. So that, whilst it doesn't destroy my viewing of any films whatsoever, 
every time somebody else has survived past the Battle of Endor, I do think, because uh, that moment like was such a big moment that Luke was the last Jedi. So to know that there was others out there who have been previously Jedi or were as good as, if not more skilled, diminishes it somewhat, but not to the point where it's a franchise derailing, as us Brits do. You just keep calm and carry on. Get past That's it, mate. That is it. So, Jenna, nice question. Thank you very much, Jenna. And I hope I hope we fueled your your hate for our hate for Star Wars. I hope you felt it there. Um, second to last one, our penultimate one from the Captain Peanuts. He said, "There's always a bigger fish." Change my mind. Well, I mean, Qui Gon said it. Qui Gon's wise. Are you going to argue with Qui Gon? I'm not going to argue with Qui Gon. Hey, I'm not even going to try. I am not even going to try, Mr. Benny G, you naughty boy. But eventually the fish is going to reach a size that cannot be matched. It's going to become the apex predator, and I get that as a metaphor. Apparently you're going to run out of space. Something's always going to be, something's going to eventually be the biggest fish. However, I'm not going to try and tell you what that biggest fish is, because Qui-Gon Jinn said there's always a bigger fish. So it's fact, it's canon, it's there, it's done. <laughs> and finally, people, we've got a spicy little question here. From you, Mother Son, a.k.a. Nick, who says, what new or old heroes and villains would you like to see brought into Battlefront 2? And what would their special abilities be? Oh, my days. This is a great, great question to end the show on. Um, I'm going to say I'd love to see Mace Windu. On there. Yeah, I got him. He is a powerful force user and he's a good fighter. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm Same thinking, reasons. because remember, he's like a balance between the dark and the light and he's he's real arrogant. Um, so, you know, you could kind of utilize that in a special ability. Maybe like being able to, at the right time, if you hit the right button, being able to ch- chop someone's head off. I don't know. <laughs> like a little baddie hunters. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know if this counts as a villain or not. I don't think it is a villain. It's a, it's a he's a hero really, but he's like a reluctant hero. He's kind of like a cowboy. He's kind of you know one of the best characters in Star Wars ever. The Mandalorian, mate. Imagine having Mando Bro. on there. Special feature, Baby Yoda. Bro, mate. Imagine that bad boy. Imagine that sick head on your controller. Bam, 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 pow, pow. This is the way. And you've this got you've the got way. the skin, just make Boba Fett's look nicer. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, mate, so good. So good. I went for Mace Window as well for the exact same reasons you did. Uh, curveball, give me Ezra Bridger. Um, nice, just nice, to nice. make animated feel a bit more part of the gang. He could have his slingshot saber just for a laugh. His special ability could be he could manipulate machines or like he did in Rebels when he um, got the walker to fire on the other one or walk off the platform. That could be like where he could, because you haven't got that in Battlefront 2, a character that can actually like manipulate vehicles. That could be quite fun. And why not, just just for just for giggles, have Seven Foot Snoke in there in his gold robe. Oh, hell he, yeah. Force like Tenekinesis, he'd have insane force push pull capabilities. And he's got swag as well. And nobody can pull off that gold robe. But if anyone's been reading The Rise of Kylo Ren, Snoke is like some sort of old hippie. He looks like he should be in Woodstock or something, the way he dresses. It's incredible. So just give me Snoke because he'd be insanely powerful for the villain. So, um, yeah. End on a Battlefront 2 question. And and I may even play a bit of Battlefront 2 tonight. So, uh, aka Nick, we streamed recently. Thank you for that, mate. And everybody, 
Thank you so much for your questions and taking the time to uh, ask us to answer your questions. And, it, you know, it validates us to know you want to hear what we say. And we've said it at the beginning of the show. This show, as it is now, wouldn't be possible, wouldn't be where it is, wouldn't be doing what we do without you listeners. It may sound corny. It may sound cliche. It may sound like a thing to say. But trust me, we are not people who are prone to hyperbole. We tell it as it is. We generally do appreciate every single one of your questions, every single one of your sets of ears. It, you know, patrons, listeners, whatever. Just anyone who supported the show in any way. We appreciate it so much. And to get to 50 is wild for me. And yeah, yeah I mean, for you guys, it wouldn't be made possible. Couldn't be made possible without Lukey Boy and his constant input and his passion and his engagement and his excitement for the project. So, yeah, that, that you know, thank you so much from from the bottom of it all, from me, just for this episode and for the 49 before. And I cannot wait to see what we've got in the future because I know we've got some smashing things lined up. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Well said. Uh, we have got some amazing things planned. But again, that future would not be possible without that past. And that past is built on a foundation of awesome listeners, awesome interaction. And um, we, we really sense a community with you guys you know we know mm -hmm. there are people that now know each other because of this podcast yeah and that's incredible so we're going to try extra special this year to try and create and work on that community set up those events so so watch this space and i'm being super vague but watch this space it's going to be sweet um but guys thank you so much and always remember to be kind be nice to each other like we always do this is the way this is the way this is the way. And unfortunately, this is the end of episode 50 of the party of the celebration. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions, number 50. But the fun doesn't end there. The fun never ends. No one's ever really gone. So where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with an S on the end. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky little voice note or message to our email address, which is SWS at what I watched tonight.co.uk that's sws at whatwatchtonight.co.uk and if you want to support the show further please consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions well said and if you want to rep the merch go to tpublic.com forward slash users forward slash star wars sessions to look like us basically if you want to hear us through on anchor fm spotify apple podcasts everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast you'll find us there and if you love the show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. And head on over to Podchaser. It's the IMDB for podcasts. We're on there. And it's awesome. So drop us a review there if you would be so kind. And if you have the time, uh, as, as we've just said, we love hearing from you guys. So thank you again for the last 50 shows and for the next 50 shows. It helps us more than you know. And we love hearing from you. And please tell all of your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell the bloke in the office or lady, whoever, um, who's in the office, who is really into pop culture. Tell them there's a cheeky, spicy little podcast on Spotify and everywhere. Give us a listen. The more, the merrier. The Castle Spicer. Tell the Yuzan Vong as well that this is the podcast you're looking for. So, until next time, number five and one. From me, it's Sia. And from Luke, 
May the force be with you, but about always. <laughs> Essex-based podcast heroes... Anyway. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>